Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Moles and Mel on Rap Rankings. Oh, it's true. It's true magic. You're gonna catch me riding dirty. You're gonna catch me riding dirty. You're gonna catch me riding dirty. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Wait. In the world, are you humming? Riding dirty. It's like the dun dun I mean, I ain't heard that song in like you know what, fourteen years. Well, you were singing it. I know. I was just trying to add. I was just trying to add the beat. No, we're not doing that. Riding dirty. We're doing riding dirty. What? Are you serious? Okay, so second second episode in a row that that I got it all wrong. This is what you're telling me. So I was I was ready to do this. You know what? You know what? I got you. you know what? Well, the Chameleon Air album is called "The Sound of Revenge." So uh, riding dirty. Riding dirty is a song. I guess you could say. if I thought we were doing Chameleon Air, then I was ill-prepared. Right? Right? Oh, whatever. That's called motherfucking bars. Okay. <laughs> you know nothing about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I guess we're doing UGK. Yeah, UGK. Right, That's the only games. other riding dirty I know about. Yeah, so we're doing that. So why don't you uh, go ahead, listen... Then listen again. Then listen again. Then listen one more time, and then come back here. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, listen, hold on. I I got some new technology. This won't take long. All right, I'm back. You know how you Welcome know how that back. scene that scene where, where like Neo gets like kung fu uploaded into his brain. Yep. I got this new device where I can hear an album up to ten times in in one second. Well, yeah, because you're exactly what Jay-Z was talking about when he said, do you fools even <laughs> listen to music, or do you just skim through it? Uh, it depends. It depends on the artist. You know, sometimes okay. I can't be sitting around listening to no bozo. Look, I got yeah, some I new internet here. Uh, oh, new internet, huh? New net. Wow, okay, okay. New net, all right. Coming through clear, I, I feel you. Coming through super clear. Or, okay. or since UGK, I, you're coming down, right? I'm coming right. down, and I'm looking clean. <laughs> Gotta love it. Or should I say I'm coming down? Coming down. <laughs> oh, yeah, I will come. I, I will come and dine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if the food's free, sure. Anyway, we're, we're messing around out here. What, what, what is this show? What, what am I doing here? Uh, this is Rap Rankings, the show where we listen to, rate, rank, and discuss every ra- rap album in uh, in hip-hop history. My name is Mules, the man who's got hip-hop on his back, and by God, we're here with my co-hosts. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm Mel. You all know about me. I'm the best. I have nothing. I did it. I'm the best, man. I did it. That's all I got to say about The voice myself. of the youth, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, the voice, voice of, the, of youth. the youth movement. So, yeah. What do we do here? Well, I know they're wondering. They're like, okay, it's rap rankings. It's hosted by two idiots, clearly. But how does this whole thing work? Well, I'll tell you how it works. How it does works. this whole thing work? <laughs> it, it, it works using using our rating system. You know, uh, if, if you don't know how that works, I'll explain that to you right now. The rating system is simple. Each song is rated on a scale of one to ten. 
These numbers do not reflect the quality of a song as that is. Oh, is that the garage? Listen, I'm sorry. Pimp C just uh, arrived here. Um, he was coming down the street. and uh, he's, Pimp he's C is partying. deceased. I know you and Drake want to pretend like he's not. Okay, but Pimp C's no longer with us, so that no, can't he, be Pimp listen, C. He's, he pulled a pock, bro. Like, he's still alive. Oh, come he on. Just, he, he just knew this world was going to be ridiculous. Nah. He saw a glimpse of this 2020, and he was like, nah, I can't be here for this. And he's been hiding out. You know? I, disagree. I disagree. And uh, I think well, if whatever, anything. Poppy. Okay. If, if anything. is all you want, but it's All right. Truth. I think who was coming, Don, was none other than Bun B. And now he's leaving because he's offended. You offended him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, So while he's gone, let me finish this. Uh, Yeah, these these numbers do not reflect the quality of a song as that is indeterminable. Instead, each number reflects a level of enjoyment. In short, here's what each number means. Ten means this is a perfect song to me. One of my favorite songs of all time. Nine means I love it. Eight means I like it a lot. Seven means I like it. Six means it's I. Right. I don't dislike it, but I can't say that I like it. Five means I feel practically nothing about this. Four means it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but I dislike it. Three means I dislike it. Two means I hate it. And one means I absolutely can't stand it. One of the worst things I've ever heard. A.K.A. Buns, B. What? Boom. No, you don't get the badumps for that. All right. Once every song on an album is rated, three separate ratings are determined. The takeaway rating, the average rating, and the weighted rating. The takeaway rating is the percentage of songs liked. That is, songs rated seven or higher. For example, on a 10-song album, if you like five songs, the takeaway rating would be 50%. The average rating is the percentage obtained by dividing the sum of the song scores by the highest possible score that particular album can receive. For example, each song can receive a maximum score of 10 points. So if an album has 10 songs, the highest possible score would be 100 points. However, if an album has 15 songs, the highest possible score would be 150 points. The weighted rating is a percentage obtained by adding the takeaway rating to the average rating and dividing by 2. Once we have our separate weighted ratings, we add those together and divide by 2, with the resulting percentage being considered the final and definitive rating used to ultimately rank the album on the giant board of every rap album in history. Lastly, for particularly Bobby? high-scoring albums, there are special designations that can oh, be Oh, you no-sold the Bobby? Oh, you know I had to no-sell it. Anybody trying to hear about Bobby Lashley for like the 18th episode in a row? All right, listen. He, he, he's never going to listen to this show. I know you want him to, but he's not, okay? He has a match Some- on Sunday for the championship. This is probably the biggest match of his career. Well, best of luck to him. I know? agree. But, uh. I hope you know? he takes the belt from that from that cowardly Drew McIntyre, and and brings the championship back show. to rap rankings. <sighs> Lastly, for particularly high scoring albums, there are special designations that can be attained under our record club system. The qualifications are as follows: Silver Record Club is for albums that achieve a weighted rating between seventy five and seventy nine point nine percent. Golden Record Club is for albums that achieve a weighted rating between eighty and eighty four point nine percent. Platinum Record Club is for albums that achieve a weighted rating between 85 and 89.9%, and Diamond Record Club is for albums that achieve a weighted rating between 90 and 100%. That's it. That's the rating system, folks. We ain't got no diamonds yet. We ain't got no diamonds. <laughs> what, did, what did Chief Keep say? I think he was like, he was doing some interview with Childish Gambino years ago, 
and he was talking about like belts, like like designer belts. And he was like, what did he say? He was like, I ain't got no more something. <laughs> like, like Gucci's or Louis. I forgot. I don't know. I'm going to find the sound bite. So y'all know I'm not crazy. I'll find it. Oh, we already um, know you're crazy. So, Well, I'm not crazy this time. All right. I'm not crazy. Oh, stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. Luckily, no one knows what you just referenced. Okay, exactly. So. No one who listens to this show, at least. Uh, actually, so, probably um, people who do listen to this show would know. We, anyway. we, we have, a, we have a, some of the, you know, throwaway B-side mixtape, if you will, album cut, uh, you know, of the show, the, the Schmageggy segments. Yeah. We got folks, those. I'm, I'm hearing that folks, have they, they hear these Schmageggy segments and they love them. They look forward to them every week. Perhaps we should stop calling them the Schmageggy segments. They're not officially called that in the <laughs> they're not in the notes. They're just in the, in you the know. docket, but you know, they're just they don't have anything to do with what we're talking about today. Right, but they're they're essential in that, you know, it provides context to the week in which we're recording. Speaking of which, it is uh June tenth, twenty twenty. Um we took a week off. Uh, for reasons that we'll get into and you know you can see on our social media platforms but uh yeah let's let's uh let's 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 get ahead with these uh let's go ahead with these segments feels good to uh, be back i gotta say yeah, it's right. i miss i miss this place <laughs> <laughs> kidding i love it here uh so let's start here before we jump into our album Right and Dirty by UGK. We have to cover This Week in Hip Hop, where we discuss the major stories from This Week in Brief, and also discuss what happened this week in hip hop history. That's right. Uh, but before we do yeah. that, we uh, love to tell you guys, update you on what's happening on those damn charts. Oh, on the man. billboard. Old yeah. Billy. Old Billy Boards. Billy Boards. That has to be a new, a new merchandise item. It's like, you so, know, that uh, bill that's like the freaking schoolhouse rock. He's going to look like that, but it's yeah, Billy, Billy boards, Billy, uh, boards. Billy boards, number one hip hop song. Last week it was Savage, Megan, the stallion featuring Beyonce. But this week it's off again. And no, it's not Gooba. It's Rockstar, the uh, baby featuring Roddy Rich with its first week at number one. Congrats to the baby and Roddy Rich. They said DaBaby was finished, but he has a number one, so technically he's bigger than ever. My name is DaBaby, and I got one flow, and now I'm on the top of the charts. Yeah, he's here. First week at number one for this song. Uh, they tried to say he was he was done. They tried to say they he was did. over with on that Twitter. They did. Apparently oh, no. not. He's done on your timeline, but he's made it into you know uh, a different stratosphere. It's, it's You can't stop him. DaBaby is now... Uh, he's... Uh, the young adult. Jesus. Uh, some some would say this is all due. This this can be attributed to Roddy Rich. Some uh, some people are saying this. I don't I, I don't want to tell you who these people are because I don't want to blow up their spot. Okay. But all right. Yeah. Um. What else we got here? Uh, oh yeah. We got yeah, so we, I, we got uh we got in the news. Yeah, in the news. Uh, Iggy Azalea has her first child. Hey, Mazel Tov, Iggy Azalea, congratulations for your first child. It's a blessing. And uh, congratulations on another classic with, uh, <laughs> what's, her, what's her last album's name? Uh, 
quick, 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 quick. Come on, it's got to sound natural. natural in the heart. I, I know, I know the new classic, but then there was no, like another no, no. one, right? No, there's another. It was, it was called classic. something funny. It was like something like really audacious. I mean, me more out. audacious than the new classic, if you can believe that. Help me out. I'm trying to do a nice tribute. Okay, well, let me see. I'm gonna go on that Wikipedia and see what there is. Oh, <laughs> in my defense. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Iggy, great title! Congratulations on another classic with "In My Defense," <laughs> <laughs> folks. That's a reference to Buster Rhymes on the Carter Four. Toonchi, Toonchi! Congratulations, another classic gotta, with the Carter Four. You gotta push four. the words out from from your neck. Toonchi. <laughs> 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 oh man, yeah. Okay. Tunchy! Tunchy! Congratulations! Congratulations on, a, on another classic! He's the it, Vince it, McMahon of rap. Yeah, yeah, he is. Surely. He has to be. Who else is? His uh, voice is, is tremendous. Is it the best voice I've ever heard? The best voice. Wait, hit it. Hit, hit it? Oh! <laughs> yeah, wait, what am I talking We got the perfect drop for this. That shit is great to me! That shit is great to me. Yeah, so uh, shout out to Iggy and her first child. Uh, is it by Playboy Cardi? Or They haven't said, so uh, I think to keep the Playboy Cardi youthful, you know, brand right, alive. If the, kids, so, if the kids find out he's a dad, it's over for him. It's over. For, so we don't know who the father is, but congratulations. Someone was, right? I mean, that's how you have kids. Yeah, I guess. So. Maybe it's a test tube child. Either way, congratulations oh, on the new on, child right. and... On in my defense. All right. Well, uh, Lizzo tells fat shamers to get bent. Are these are exact That's, words. No, no, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Just right. kind of uh, just in general, a, a, a sort of an overview of what she said. She well, put yeah, out a video yeah. basically saying, you know, stop talking about my body. Which fair point. Yeah, fair point. Leave her alone. Uh, get bent. Uh, and Andre 3000 champions Black Lives Matter in his first Instagram post since 2018 and releases a line of shirts based on the shirts he wore during the last Outcast tour. Are these those shirts where it's like, uh, like, it's like it says like around the world cultures something why? You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's like across cultures, people with darker skin suffer, yeah, why? suffer the most. Why? Uh, they're... That's one of them, but I'm telling you, there's like over a dozen. Oh, so uh, you just go to Andre3000.com, check out the shirts. Um, well, I mean, hey, yeah, if y'all want them shirts, go over there. As for me, I won't be buying any because I'm broke and this show doesn't pay yet. And and I don't true. know if we're getting another stimulus check. So We don't know, yeah. but it's so needed. Uh, what else we got here? We got, um, we got uh, actually a correction oh, and yeah, a follow-up from last so, week. Right. Speaking of Black Lives Matter, um, you want to read this? Should I read this? Who's reading it? No, I'll read it. Um, The officer, Derek Chauvin, as well as the other three officers who stood by and watched as Chauvin murdered George Floyd, a.k.a. Big Floyd, have all been arrested now. And Chauvin had his charge raised from third degree murder to second degree murder. And we do have one correction. Mel? Uh, yeah, last week, or well, not last week, last episode, uh, we stated that this began over an alleged bad check, but it was later revealed to be an alleged fake 20, which is even worse, you know, so. Agreed. So, yeah. um, rest in like, peace once again. 
a man lost his life over twenty dollars. It's fucking ridiculous. And so yeah. much has happened since then, guys. Like when we recorded <laughs> yeah. that episode, like we hadn't even gotten to the protests and everything. Yeah, so. the protests hadn't started. Yeah, so just you know, if you're listening to this episode in the future, just like look up the month of June, like 2020, 2020 and you know you'll find a lot. Right, but, or uh, just type in riots 2020, and I'm sure you'll find enough well, you'll reading see a lot of you'll see a lot of misinformation there you know uh but listen uh shout out to the protesters uh of course rest in peace still to george floyd uh and to all my folks out there continuing to fight the good fight we love you here at rap rankings um yeah you know i think uh i think that's about it that is about it. Uh, we could go on for a long time about that, but uh, well, this isn't a it's a, it's a different show. Trapo Chop House or whatever. So you know, we're not a political podcast. We could be, but who wants to do that? You know, uh, it's all, it's all a bad racket. Trust it's me. a trap. It's a trap than politics. You know, I'd rather politic about rap. You know, oh. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, <laughs> that's what we're here to do, you know? So uh, hit that I was fucking tripping music, Mel. Oh, man. Wait, who's tripping? I'm tripping? Yeah. You're tripping? No, you're tripping. me? Yeah. I'm tripping? Yeah, Curtis187 from the Curtis episode. I told you I ain't listening yet. What's holding you back? What's stopping you? Well, Spotify, for one. Spotify? You ain't got Curtis? <laughs> <laughs> now you know I got them files. But speaking of Spotify, a big F you to Spotify for changing your UI, your freaking interface. <laughs> I never liked these streaming services. I, I never, never liked them. I never signed I, up to I, any I got of one because they started reducing the storage space of phones and MP3. They started taking headphone it. jacks out. They want you to not be able to do things. Fuck them. Uh, Rage they, against they, the machine, they, baby. They, they funnel you in. Well, here's the thing. I, admittedly, I've been meaning to tell you this. They switched it back. The, oh, the old interface back. is back. So, are you, so, so are you back? I'm back. So why is so it shout out to Spotify? I why is it Spotify. you? Why is it you? <laughs> Spotify is back. The official home of rap rankings. It's our it's our second biggest platform. To all our Spotify heads out there, uh, hit that spot and uh, and get it defying. Yeah, listen. For if me. you're on Spotify and you're not listening, well, and you ain't black. Yeah, it, that's all I gotta say. Um, Jesus Christ! And Spotify, if you're listening to us right now, give us that. Give us, give, give, give dude. Us there are gonna be. By the way, there's gonna be like Joe those Button crazy bad. Hillary Clinton acolyte people who are gonna come after us and say that we're Russian assets because we keep reminding people that Joe Biden said you ain't black. It was it was ridiculous. It's I'm, gotta be I'm preserved. Saying, it's gotta be preserved, just like some jam and some jelly. <laughs> All right, don't be wow. telling me I'm a Russian. All right, when those people, the Russians, held my people back. Oh, man. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, what, what, what else we got here? Just, uh, you know. No Curran's back. Curran's not back. No, Curran, Curran's not back. Oh! Well, hold on. Before we get there, I gotta, we got to do this week in hip-hop history. Let me speed it up. Uh, shout out to Wayne. The Carter Three turns 12 years old. Uh, great album. Mm-hmm. Aesop Rock celebrates his 44th birthday, and the film Beat Street was released 36 years ago this week. Nice. Never seen it. Hope it's good. Uh, now, 
Can we do it? Can we do it? Do what? You know we got to do it. What's, what's We're that? We're going to do it, right? Is we doing the, it? Riding dirty? Oh, no, no, no. The segment, baby. Woo! Welcome. Nope. To the drink. What? what? Nope. What do you mean? Drake report has been canceled. Oh, no, 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 it's not. I, this was not run by. You can't just cancel the Drake. This is an essential part of the show. People have gotten fan mail. They say this is the only part of the show they, they look forward to. They hate these reviews. They think we're stupid, but that Drake report, they need it. Okay? Why would you Drake, cancel the Drake report? Drake report is canceled after your conduct last week. What are you talking about, my conduct? All right. So last week, you said that the boy was the cooking boy. something up at the embassy and cooking up in the embassy Woy-oy. he was gonna drop something that by the time the episode came out they would have already have seen or heard it now here's well, the thing know, we had a we had a lot of turmoil around the globe you know the boys just doing right by the world and, and choosing to push it back you know still so it's gonna come when it comes you know your soon scoop come forward. your scoop was was fake it was false it was nah, unsubstantiated. Nah, it did not come true. Nah, you're a waste, man. You know, I, I never, I never falsify anything. I'm never with the falsities and the. Falsities. I have this spoken to the rap rankings board of directors, and I'm talking to the board. You're a snitch. I always knew you were a snitch. And the Nines Drake report in the street talking to is, the board. The Drake report is hereby canceled until. Drake releases something else, a music video, an album, a single. The show is canceled indefinitely until Drake returns. Thank you. Play the music. This has been the canceled Drake Report. Brought to you by uh, Pusha T. And, oh no! Get out of here! Get out of here! Uh, don't don't mention that man's name. This is bull- and and Freddie Gribbs. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, kiss your dog. Wait, fuck! Don't don't take my don't take my as my job. See, you ain't ready for that Drake report. But yeah, uh, Freddie Gribbs, as uh, our our friend of the show Daniel Ochoa calls him. Uh, listen, Freddie Gribbs, you a bozo. <laughs> on me you're gonna get slapped oh whatever i ain't scared of that man uh no nah, he's not a bozo i don't know <laughs> but 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 yeah he's freddie gribbs until further notice because that's what daniel referred to him as by accident uh so yeah that's that's all the schmageggy segments right we can finally get into the thing that they they clicked on this for we can finally ride dirty oh listen well let's do it man you know it's F the car wash. Let's do it. UGK, Riding Dirty, the 1996 album. So, uh, Riding Dirty is the third studio album by Houston rap duo UGK. Uh, it was released on July 30th, 1996 by Jive Records. Despite no music videos. What do you call official- me? Despite no music videos or official singles being released, it is their best selling album with over 850,000 copies sold to date with 70,000 copies sold in its first week. After receiving little attention from national critics upon its release, the album went on to receive widespread critical acclaim. The album became one of the most influential albums in Southern hip-hop, especially the Houston hip-hop scene. Wow. 
Well, short uh, show notes this this week. It is it is short, and um, you know I did go on allmusic.com to see what they had to say about it. Okay. And Leo Stanley says UGK's third album, Ride and Dirty, is their first to be released by a major label, which gives you some sort of indication of how far the group has gone in four short years. In that span yeah. of time, UGK scaled the top of the small but vicious hip-hop scene in the southern United States, creating a distinctive gangsta hybrid in the process. UGK is just as hedonistic and materialistic as those rappers out on the West Coast, but they don't infuse their music with the deep funk of the Cali scene, nor do they revel in the buoyant bass of their Miami brethren. Instead, they take a more stripped-down approach, which is all the better to hear their celebrations of money, drugs, women, all of the typical gangsta accessories. If UGK doesn't really have something new to say, at least they have come up with an engaging way to say it. The sound of their record is vibrant and direct, bringing you into the thick of things. It's not exceptional gangsta rap, but it is entertaining. That's what they have to say on all music, although they rate the album a four and a half out of five. So So that's how they get down over there at all music. I think that's how they do. But when you cover all music, I would argue you don't cover no music. <laughs> what an argument. Perfectly rational. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I'll tell you something. Uh, as far as my uh, familiarity with this album, yep. I wasn't familiar at all until, you know, this show. Were you, you not familiar or... Like, I knew it, it existed. I knew the album. I knew it, it exi- I'd never heard it, though. I'd okay. never heard any you. I feel like I say this a lot. <laughs> like, like a lot of the episodes we do, it's, it's my first listen of the album ever. I'd never heard a UGK album. Was only familiar with, like, a handful of songs. But I was looking forward to it because the songs that I had heard from UGK, I enjoyed. Of course, the obligatory uh, International Players Anthem, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is my first ugk album listen ever so how about you um well it doesn't uh, matter what your familiarity is okay no go ahead go ahead i'm sorry so my familiarity with the album it goes back to probably 2005 ish maybe 04 um so here's where i am i'm working at cvs okay and nice place (laughs) yeah what are you a bit of a walgreens man is that what you're saying Uh, i just i don't know i've never worked at walgreens uh i'll say this i'll say this any job's good with a good manager because i i mean cvs fucking sucked but i had when i had a good manager shout out to rob uh, it was good when I had a bad manager. Whoo, that job sucked. So uh, wow. anyway, I'm working at CVS. And real quick, shout out to my manager at Macy's. She was crazy, stupid thing. Okay, uh, continue. So I'm working at the CVS, and uh, you know I'm a bit of a uh, what do you call it? Social butterfly. There, I like walking around asking customers if they need some help. And uh, oh God, you're one of those employees. I, I also like talking to my friends back in the pharmacy, you know, the pushers. Oh, 
So, uh, at the time, I have a little bit of a racket going over there at that CVS, and I think the statute of limitations is passed. So, uh, here's the deal. I was on a little website, which will go unnamed. And on this website, I would get leaks to the new albums. Mm -hmm. And I'd come into CVS with the new albums on, like, you know, I'd come in, like, on my shift on, like, Friday, Thursday or Friday with the new album. Okay. And they're like, yo, like, you know, I'd be coming in, like, with that heat, you know, all the time. Okay. All the time. And, you know, I have a little racket going, you know, throw me maybe five bucks. I'll burn you the CD. Give me five bucks, you know. You don't have to jump through all the hoops. You don't have to, you know. You don't have to get your hands dirty. You just get these CDs off of me. And I have a little racket going. And then the guy in the pharmacy says, hey, you got a little racket going? And I said, you know, I got a little racket going. What are you, look, what are you looking for? And uh, he said to me, well, what do you recommend? I said, oh, my, my, what I recommend? Me? And I told him, listen, you need that Carter too. I just got that Carter too. This man leading up all this build up to, <laughs> to ain't even riding dirty. No, 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 listen, listen. So I said, you need that Carter too. Little Wayne just leaked. I got you. And he said, man, what do you know about Little Wayne? Now, this pharmacist, Mark, shout out to him, Facebook friends to this day. He's telling me he's from New Orleans, blah, 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 the whole thing. What do you know about this? You know, the, 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 the uncle talk, you know? Okay. So he tells me, we start talking about rap. I tell him I like Devin the Dude. He tells me, if you like Devin the Dude, you need to check out UGK. And I wasn't familiar too much. Well, I was because they were on Big Pimpin', but I didn't know it, you know? Okay. I wasn't paying that close attention. And... And you talking about I just skimmed through it. He he was he was uh he was telling me about this thing called the Southern Way. And he was like, see if you could try to find the Southern Way. Because that's what he used to listen to on a cassette tape, he said. So I went that night after work, I wrote it down on a piece of receipt paper, and I went to look for the Southern Way by UGK. And I found it, and I found too hard to swallow and riding dirty. And I grabbed. What did you say? UGK, Too Hard to Swallow. It's their first actual album. All right. I don't think Pimp C would approve of this, but continue. It's his fucking album. <laughs> so I, I listen to this Southern Way. I listen to the Too Hard to Swallow gimmick. Or, yeah, it's Too Hard to Swallow. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Southern Way is kind of like their demo tape. Where it's okay. like a lo- something that was released like only locally. Um, kind of something sort of rare to find. I don't even think it's on the streaming services. But okay, I just made my way through their discography. Um, but it was like at Super Tight, which is their second actual album. That just... I really fell in love with the music and Riding Dirty was just like a fucking revelation to me, man, when I heard it. So I went back to work 
and I saw the pharmacist dude and I was telling him like, Oh, I love, uh, I loved fucking riding dirty. Riding dirty was great. Super tight was great. I checked out the Southern way. The Southern way is pretty good. Stuff that was on the Southern way made it onto the, uh, too hard to swallow. And basically, uh, that was my introduction was this dude put me on this dude at the pharmacy at CVS and you know, I, I burned him a copy of the Carter Carter two, no charge because he put me on. Okay. And that was it. You know, he got Carter two. He was fucking with it. I got put on to UGK. I was fucking with it. And the rest is history. Uh, riding dirty is one of my top 50 favorite rap albums of all time. Uh, I like it very much. And well, you just save it for the review, man. You got it. We got a whole like. Well, no, but I'm, I, I, I say that to say this. Uh, you ask my familiarity with the album. I listen to it fairly regularly. I listen to it like, you know, once or twice a year. Okay. It's pretty good for a, uh, what's that, a 24 year old album? Yeah. yeah. 96, 24 right? years okay. old. So, I can do math. All right, so nice. Well, uh, I think I think we should uh, I think we should we should do this thing. Oh, we should ride. Yeah, j- just just a suggestion, you know. I mean, we we can always just not. <laughs> you just give them this and upload it and and just be out. You know, who can and stop us? Put the numbers on the board and just don't fuck them. Yeah, we don't have to explain ourselves. Nah, that's how they would do it. That's how they would do it. Let's do it our way. Woo! Load up those yeah. drops. Look, the Southern way, and you got the Mules and Mel way. You got the Southern way because you know Mules and Mel were too hard to swallow. And all right, you know all right, enough. That enough. we keep it super tight. So ride dirty oh. with us right here on Rap Rankings. Okay, we're back. Let's do the review. Let's not keep sure. them. Uh, let's not keep them waiting anymore. You know, the longer they're riding dirty, the higher the probability that they'll get pulled over. And in no these more times, cops. we don't need any more interactions with them. With them cops, so, don't worry because there are no more cops. Oh yeah, I hear they're like getting rid of them. So, there are no more. So this album's gonna sound like a relic of a bygone era one of these days. Wow, there there will be no more riding dirty. No, everyone's gonna, gonna be riding clean. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, tainting, uh, let's get in it. Tainting my my ride and dirty review. Look, I don't like that song. I just remember it. So here we go. Uh, track one, intro. Yep. Uh, six plus for me. Same six plus. How would you look at that? Mules two and guys, Mules and Mel, two guys who came into this album with the greatest of intentions. With the greatest of respect, with the greatest of expectations. And what happens? What do they do? They give us a six plus. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll tell you this. I'll tell you why. Tell me why you gave it a six plus. I'll tell you why I gave it a six plus. Well, Well, here's the thing. I enjoy 
this concept. They get these like these 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 like uh dispatches from this guy in jail throughout the album. And it's he's an enjoyable character. Um alas, I just you know, when it comes to intros and skits and interludes and things, really it comes down to the album that they support. And if as a whole, I enjoy this album enough to then take these pieces, you know, holistically, it, it, it's just, it's, I won't, I, it's, it's not needed. It's fine, but I don't think it's essential to the enjoyment of the album. Um, I don't think it really adds to it. It doesn't take away from it at all, but like this could have easily not been here. This 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 character, and I think it still would have been the same album. Okay, you know, Do you know my you want to know my take here. Yeah, sure. What, what's your take? I don't mind this character on the album. I just don't think the intro is needed at all. And I think it's weird to have an intro like this, and then you start the album off with a song like "One Day." It just mm-hmm. like this kind of intro playing into one of the like real like emotional rocks on this album like something that is um as great as one day is it's just not uh i don't know like a it's sort of anticlimactic like it's not it's not a needed intro i think you could just start with one day and i mean i'll say this i think <laughs> there there are some there's some amusing moments in here i mean i don't know maybe it's just funny to me but like the guy in jail he's like speaking to presumably UGK or, or at least one member of or to, at least to the, or to the listeners even. Yeah. The listeners. And he's, you know, it's like, what's up dog <laughs> live from the motherfucking pen. <laughs> and then like, he's like, you know, you can hear noise in the background. He's like, there's a lot of niggas in here, dog, <laughs> about 120 niggas. As you can hear, I don't ever get no peace. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I can relate. I can relate. Reminds me of college, you know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, like he's, He's enjoyable. Is he? I like him throughout the album. His dispatches don't bother me or take away from anything throughout the album for me. But Mm -hmm. this going into one day just doesn't work for me. It's not a good intro to me. Uh oh, you hear that? It's Smoke D, the man who's who's talking on the intro. I think he's upset. No, it's not Smoke D. Rap rankings. That's not Smoke D. That's Al Shipley. He's coming later, but no, Smoke D, he's here at Rap Rankings headquarters. He's not happy. He wants us to know that this was uh, recorded as he was literally incarcerated. So, you know, I mean, did he do this from jail? It sounds a little too clear. You know, usually jail recordings like on, on rap albums sound, you know, like phone calls. Yeah, you hear the static in the vocals. So did he did he know he was going to jail and recorded this before? Or did he like not even know he was going to jail and was just doing it for theatrics and then ended up in jail? Jeez, I don't know. Um but yeah, I mean shout out to Smoke D. He doesn't irritate me at all. I actually No, he doesn't irritate me either. I just don't think it's it fits to go into the song that they open the album with. Yeah, you know. I find him to be Soothing, mostly, if if not homophobic, but we'll get into that. Soothing, uh, if not homophobic. Okay, I mean, look, I got I got to speak to what's being said, but that's that's coming. That's coming. Uh, anyway, uh, 
to, to be clear, the homophobia is not soothing. <laughs> Saying that his his voice, the the character, the tone, texture of his voice is soothing, but the homophobia not soothing at all. But uh, yeah, um, there's not much to say other than that. Yeah, six intro. six plus. I mean, it's it it is what it is. It's an intro. Like for what it's worth, I like the sound design and how they set it up. I just like don't like it going into one day. I just don't think it works. Okay, well, clearly he's okay with us having this opinion because he decided to uh, to leave Rap Rankings headquarters. No, that wasn't Al. No, that wasn't Al. That was Chuck D. Wait, I call him Chuck D? Chuck D. <laughs> Chuck D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, sorry to Chuck D and Smoke D, but uh, let's move on to track two, uh, if you're okay with that. Yeah, I'm more than okay with it. One day featuring Ronnie Spencer and Mr. 3-2. Mr. 3-2. Okay, well, uh, who who produced this thing? Oh, man. Listen, do I know? Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, let me pull it up. <laughs> you know, see, how are you going to talk about you know <laughs> this man <laughs> typing it? Uh, see, he's exposed himself, folks. He doesn't know anything. Okay, um... This one is produced by N.O. Joe, Pimp C, and uh, 3-2 is a co-producer on here. Okay. Well, I guess the correctional facility produced the first track, so... No, Pimp C uh, did. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I give this one day a 7-. Uh, minus. Mel, I'm going to need you to load up the cannons for me here. Oh, Because okay. I'm going to give my first 10... <gasps> in rap rankings history. A 10? Yes. One of my favorite songs of all time. Easily one of the most seminal rap records of all time. That's how you feel? I do. Wow. Okay. Mules has his first 10 in the show's history. Yo, this is my... Throw one more. This is monumental. This is monumental. We've made it. They said it would happen one day, but who knew it literally be one day? Yeah, well, we made it 15 episodes. And I have not given out a 10. We've gotten bonus shows. We've gotten, you know, mixtape rankings. Never given a 10. I've given some 9s. I've given some 8s. I don't give uh, 10s very often. This song's a 10 to me. Okay, well, which uh, is why more, more like m- even more reason why I would have been perfectly fine with this just setting off the album. Okay, um, I'll say this: uh, the first verse that you hear is Big Bear. Y'all remember him from season zero? So he's on here. Surprise! That's not Big Bear. That's three two. Oh. <laughs> Well, he sounds like Big Bear to me. What the fuck is... Get the fuck out of here, bro. This 3-2 is doing pock impressions, just like Big Bear. Come on, bro. Am am I wrong? Go listen to the verse, people. Pock impressions? More pock impressions. Nah, he's way more laid back than pock ever was. Are you saying uh, saying pock was was, was too turned up? I didn't say he was too turned up. I'm just saying, you know, you hear his delivery. Mama put me out. At only 14, and now I start selling crack, cocaine, and codeine. 
got a stacks of paper. I gotta do it quick. Thinking I'm a juvenile, but they don't know who they messing with. Yeah. You're telling me that's Pac? Come on. Not that part. It happens later. You said Big Bear? Yeah, Big Bear. Shout out to him. Fuck, fuck him. <laughs> <coughs> fuck Big Bear. What a disgusting, uh, filth, filth. Rela- you're going to have to back this up opinion. if you ever run into him. You're going to have to back this up if you ever run to Mr. 3 2. Well, listen, I like the song, Seven Minus. Uh, I mean, listen, he, although he sounds slightly pockish to me, he's fine. I like the verse. Um, can we talk about this beat real quick, though? Um, yes. What's the sample on here? Is there a sample on here? Yeah, there is. Um, I believe it's Willie Hutch. Okay. Um, I believe could be uh, Isaac Hayes. Let's see. Okay, well, it's... Uh, to to use the word that many people use, it's oh, it's it's so the Isley funny. Brothers, which is interesting yeah. because Ronnie Spencer, who's singing on here, sounds a lot like Ron Isley. I'll say that, like he's I, I he's almost doing and like like he's channeling him directly on here. Um, so I think you know, obviously, like Mister Three Two. I don't agree with Melvin's assessment that he sounds like Pac at all. Not at the whole all. verse, just you know, a little bit of it. And did you really? Did you think this was Big Bear legitimately? Oh, or were you trying? No. Were you trying to be funny? I'm trying to promote season zero, bro. Fuck you know, season center. zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually agree with that, but uh. Uh, yeah, so this the beat gets me. We're already like establishing. It's like, oh, we got some of that hashtag soulful music going. You know, we got this singing. This one day you're here, baby, and then you're gone. Ain't that the truth? Um, obviously, with with the chorus like that, this is going to be a very contemplative record. And I want to say, going into this album, you told me that the the Bun B I would hear on here is not the Bun B that I'm used to. Meaning, no, not at my all. familiarity with Bun B really came from you know late 2000s you know I'm, I'm talking like international players club uh uptown off so far gone his verse on childish gambino was royalty like i mean you know bun b was this kind of a staple of the quote-unquote blog era he worked with a lot of these groups and rappers who associate were, me with this blog era man you know he, he was doing a lot of songs during that time with a lot of up-and-comers from you know, the cool kids, Kid Daytona, um, you know, uh, UNI, all those sorts of, uh, you know, blog centric uh, rap groups and whatnot. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, and Drake. His verse. Yeah, he was, you know, he was uh, almost like a mentor to Drake in some ways. Yeah, it seems so, you know. Uh, I'll say this. So going into this album, expecting to hear a different bun than I was used to, uh, you were right. And I'll say his verse hit me in the chest. And I was like, all right, if this is if this is the, the true form of Bun B, I'm here for this. Um, I think Genius got this wrong. They said, it's what we living in, man, it ain't nothing but drama. No, this world we says, live in. This world we living in. Ain't yeah, you can't be going off of Genius. He says, this world we living in, man, it ain't nothing but drama. I thought he said trauma, but drama works too. Uh, ain't that the truth? Uh, you know, um, 
he's talking about this what stuck out to me you know uh down in orange my nigga Potts died on the corner behind a funky ass dice game uh yeah i love that can, the funky ass I, dice game funky as an adjective is great and i'll say a dice game is funky who wants to die over a funky ass dice game you know and, and he that just highlights <laughs> The, the, what's the transience of life? But what's the line after that? No, the line after is uh, I saw him once before he died. Wish it was twice, man. That's that's where it hit. That's where it hits for me. I mean, I'm telling you, the verse the verse hits you in the chest. They try to act like you know introspection and weight wasn't introduced into rap music till like Kanye in like the the 2000s, but clearly it's been here all along. I mean, this is like. Well, even before UGK, like, Scarface was, you know, yeah, bearing I mean, his you soul say he's on like, records. Sort of like a, a emo rap pioneer. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't emo rap. That's the thing. It was emo, like it was rap, but he, but he was emo, right? But right. like, it wasn't emo rap in the sense of like every song's got to be a certain kind of record, or you know, you're. It's like no one was telling him at the time it's emo rap, just like. When people were making movies in the 40s and 50s, they didn't know they were making film noir. They were just making movies. Right. So, you know, but still, like, yeah, there's there's still a lot of examples of rap going back to the 80s of, you know, late 80s, early 90s, where you have records that really pack an emotional punch. This is one of them for me. Um I gotta say though, I think, I think for me, um, Pimp C takes this record to to a ten. Hmm. From his I mean, production would, work to, to me, mm-hmm. it it probably goes to, to rank the verses, which I don't do all the time. But for me, it's Bun B, Pimp C, and then Big Bear. It's not um, Big Bear, bro. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, no, Pimp C is fine, though. Obviously, on here. Because uh, he said, my world a trip. You can ask Bun B, bitch. I ain't no liar. My man Bobo just lost his baby in a house, in a house fire. fire. And when I got on my knees that night to pray, I asked God why you let these killers live and take my homeboy's son away. Because, man, if you got kids, show them you love them because God just might call them home because one day they're here, the next day they're gone. Right. You know, um... And that just it's, that still hits me to this day. It gives me chills to hear that line every single time. Um, when I heard it, I was instantly reminded of the Scarface verse. Funnily enough, on this can't be life. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see that similar situation. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a weighty note to start the album on. You For know? sure, and I, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's a good decision. I think it uh-huh. could have been the last song on the album. And you right. could have even put Riding Dirty as the intro. Or not the okay. intro, but, you know, like, track two. Right. The first um, song. Yeah. I think you could flip them, even. Because, you know, this song is one that, like, back when I was trying to be a filmmaker, okay. this was a song that, like, I always wanted to use in a film. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's something very cinematic about it. And, you know, it's just that hook. You know, one day you're here, and then you're gone. The music. 
I think that the production on this track and just really uniformly across most of this album, it's just really great stuff. Can I highlight, there's a, there's a bar in the Bun B verse that it's, I, I did a Mel thing where like, I, I like, you know, I know what he probably meant, but I do like my own interpretation that it ends up making it mean even more. Okay. He said, uh, I walk around with my mind blown in my own effing zone. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think he probably meant mind blown, like high, like yes. walk around high. But to me, like, I just picture somebody walking around just like in constant awe of like the chaos around them. Like, like his mind's blown. And like, cause, cause it I works. know that's how I walk around. Like I like take the past like few weeks. I was walking around with my mind blown, you know, yep. in my own zone. Like this is crazy, you know? <laughs> so that's how I interpret it. Oh, one day you're here, by the way, the just day, on, know. on Bun B's verse. I love how the beat drops out for uh, my brother been in the pan for damn near 10. Ten. But now it looked like when he get out, man, I'm going in. Yeah. Like, but the beat just drops out, but then it comes right back in. I just love everything about this song. I love all three verses. I love the hook. I love the beat. Everything about it. It's, it's a perfect song to me. It's a 10. One of your favorite songs of all time. Yeah. One of my favorite. Now that that's, there's a lot of songs on that list. Probably, right. you know, probably like four or 500 at this point. Um, but, you know, what I do is before I do an album, I check that playlist to see if there are any songs from it on there. Mm-hmm. And then I put it to the test. It's like, well, is it a 10? You know, because I, I think, you know, a 10's got to stand up to a lot of tests. Right. But you, you don't just be handing out tens, man. It's like it's, no, it doesn't I mean, get any higher is, than that. So this is to, a record a I've 10. heard like you know thirty or forty times at this point, and I can say confidently that every time I'm moved, right. And that's not just because I'm moved doesn't mean it's a ten, right? There are plenty of moving songs, but clearly this this registers on a on a special level, on an exclusive level. You know, there are more moving songs that I don't give a 10. Right. You know, like, I don't I find this incredibly, together incredibly moving. I still find this to be kind of a song that you can ride to, but late at night. Yeah. Like I said, know? contemplative. It's like, you know, in the same way that, uh, you know, one of the reviews we just did, the Joe Budden Mood Music too. I put this in the category of like, if I die tomorrow, you know, just kind of, it's not like so dark or brooding that you can't ride to it. You know, um, it is a reminder of mortality and you know how, right. There's definitely some like emotional weight that's given to it, but it doesn't succeed just based on the strength of that. There's other elements that make it just a good song to me. And I think, cause I mean, I would say there's an undercurrent. Record. There's like an undercurrent of perseverance despite these things. You know, like make the most of it because one day you're here, next day you're gone. Not like, man, one day you're here, next day you're gone. I might as well not even try. You know, it's not like that, you know. Um, But yeah, uh, seven minus for me, 10 for you. Uh, Anything else you got? No, it's a 10, guys. Uh, My first 10. And I think just the second 10 in show history. Am I wrong? Uh, well, counting guests, you're wrong, but I think well, I don't take any of the guests ratings. 
Uh, oh, wow, really? I mean, they give everything 10s. They come <laughs> on here, they give everything 10s. How am I supposed to? I don't care what they give the zombies. How Folks, am I supposed to take them seriously when every time they guess, come on I here? I apologize. These are, the, view, the views expressed by Mools do not reflect rap rankings as a I whole. love the guests. Jesse. <laughs> okay. Listen, Jesse, Cameron. Dart uh, Adams. I love Misha, them all. Uh, daggone uh, Al Shipley coming up here. We got uh, we got so many know. more, and we got more to come. But I'm just saying, their ratings, their ratings are always fucking tens. It seems so. Well, because they they come on for their favorite songs. It makes sense to me. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense for me to count it as a ten on the show. We don't put them on the board. They're Sounds just like guests. racism to me. They're just guests in our house. But at the this, end of the day. Is- they can't sleep over. They have to leave. They don't get to sway the board. <sighs> they don't get to decide what happens on the board. We're the board's men, okay? We're the men with the Let, board. Let's let's continue before uh, they get bored. We got track three. Uh, murder. Uh, seven. Mur- Fla- mur- murder. Flat seven. Mur- 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 murder. Chicka, 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 murder, 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 murder. Uh, I give us a nine. Oh, wow. <laughs> Coming in hot. So a 10 and a nine. Well, a six, a 10 and a nine. Yeah, I mean, well, you're trying to know you're trying to craft your own narratives and using selective data, selective data. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh. Pimp C is hard body on here. Ooh. You know, I mean, I, I I I like the verse on one day, but this is like this one woke me up. He was well, he was that's he was, that's kind of the point of the song. You know, I wrote in my notes. This is not only a great song, but its placement on this album is crucial. After a somber and reflective record like One Day, you need to get the energy back up, but you also got to drop a record that can follow One Day. It can't just be your average album cut and. This comes like this is like all bravado and attitude. <laughs> you can say that again. I'm still pimp C, bitch. So what the fuck is up? Put Classic opening lines because I got big fucking nuts, dude. All I'm right? still pimp C, bitch. So what the fuck is up? Is such a fucking classic opening line. It's great. He has, I got it. <laughs> he has a couple of classic opening lines, but that's definitely one of them. Uh, he goes hard as hell on this beat. Has plenty of personality, but bro, we gotta. We, 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 if we're talking murder, first of all, the beat, if you want to picture it in your head, almost sounds like something you hear in an NWA album. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, but, but also, like, there's definitely a little well, bit of that Southern swang to it, too. You who know, pro- just who a produced bit. this daggone thing? Is, oh, is yeah, who murder. produced it? Well, this one's N.O. Joe and Pimp C. Okay, listen, Pimp C racking up all these credits. Bro, Pimp yeah. C ain't no fucking hoe on the productions, okay? I would agree. Uh, but I got to tell you, the story of this track, oh, while Pimp yes. C woke me up. Nah, bro. Bun this B is snap, bro. This is, I, I wrote, this is the best Bun B verse of all time from a technical perspective. I mean, the flow. What this is Bun one B of the best verses. Of moving chickens, not the finger oh licking, sticking niggas that be tricking. You need a slip kick and your ass is right for the pick and as my pocket sticking, I be kicking nickel slicking you sick when I, bro. Talk about them syllables. Oh, my God. And, of course, you know, if you guys have heard Dedication 2 by Lil Wayne, the song No Other, 
which samples no other, both, uh, it samples the Dynasty intro by Jay Z, as well as Bun's lines on here. No other bullet duckers can shove us out of this game. They better buck us because the cluckers they love us. <laughs> you know, and, and when I heard dedication to all them years back, I didn't know that was Bun B. So like when I heard this for the first time, I'm like, where where do I know this from? And I'm like, oh, this is that. No other. <laughs> you know, so I pop for that because I'm like, oh, would you look at that? Who knew I was gonna be here? Dag, dag, on, you know, origin. Dag, oh my god! Origin. You, this happens a lot with you on this show. Well, I'm a little kid, you know. So like, yeah, uh, but you find you're digging up the fossils and you're finding shit, and you're like, oh damn! Like, I'm, I'm, I'm back tracing it, doing my my hip hop history. You know? Yeah, that's right. You're not you're not going to become uh, a victim of ignorance. You're not going to let people prey on you like that. I, I will not. I shall not. Um. So yeah, you talk Dude, about riding around. Bun B it's, just, uh, oh my god, Bun B just like he obliterates it. He just fucking murders his beat, murder tr- truly. Uh, the yeah. beat goes hard. Dude, I love Bun B talking about some smelly red jellies red dripping jelly, out of your belly. <laughs> Serve them like a deli. Jump down my cellular telly. Like he gets into that like Ellie belly jelly smelly. <laughs> like he starts getting into that. Like <laughs> as a listen, those of you that don't know, Mules and Mel, we. we done some rap in our time you know versus versus here and there you know if you're a rapper you love this you gotta love you gotta love this this is because as you as you stated there's some technical flourishes here there's such presence i mean Mm -hmm. talk about riding a beat man it's just like at this point i'm like clearly the bun b that i thought i knew is not bun b you know, like it's it's two tracks in or two songs in. I'm like, yeah, all right, okay, this is a different dude. Guy. I just saw Bun B do an interview, okay, and he basically said something to that effect. Like, without Pimp C, I'm just not Bun B. Oh man, like That's he just, sad. yeah, he just. I mean, I, I think obviously, like he's made music, he still has a uh-huh. career, but I do feel like, you know, that that essential element of his music. And we'll get into this throughout this review, but like, you know, this group is a group that succeeds on the strength of the fact that you have two very distinct personalities. It's not a group where you can't tell the two guys apart. Right. So, um, Hey, I, I give this shit a nine. I think this is fantastic. Uh, pimp C went off, but the fact that, on any other song, Pimp C would have been the the show stealer. Bun B completely like his verse is a ten. His verse nice. is a ten. His verse is a fucking ten. It's one of my just one of the best verses. It's it's just Ooh. it's a clinic. Like if you are a rapper or you claim to care about rap and you think you know good rap and you ain't heard Bun B on murder, you don't know good rap. Um Interesting. There's a note here on that blasted genius. Verified commentary from the dream. Um, <laughs> five years ago, he wrote, I was able to have this album and live with it for a while without having to hear somebody's junk in between it. Whatever that means. Today, you can't even listen to records for that long. They'll listen to it, quote, requote, put all the quotes out, and then they'll be done with it. When you actually ask what the album said to them, they have no idea. This is my shit. I do not fuck around. If I can't play that shit in my car and don't feel a certain type of way, I just can't do it. I cannot do it. 
I think that's why Atlanta puts so. What is he talking about Atlanta for? Why is he? Why is he? Why is he even commenting? Why is he commenting on this? Is is the dream just like a a regular genius user who just goes around enjoying music, like commenting on stuff? I mean, it's kind of cool, you know. Anyway, he says, uh, I think that's why Atlanta puts so much music into the universe. Number one, we try to make shit for the car because we all like fucking driving. You're 16, you got a Chevrolet. The first thing you hook up before your engine is working right is your speakers. Your <laughs> your motor is fucked up. Your car <laughs> your car is smoking, but it's going to sound good. <laughs> I can relate. <sighs> because we're the South, we didn't have to pick between North or West. We got to pick everything. We were the melting pot. We were in Atlanta saying, we love all this shit. We're going to be listening to Biggie. We didn't care. Tupac came out. We didn't care. Master P, we didn't care. UGK, didn't care. Whoever it was, Atlanta played everything. 50 Cent said it best himself. I'm a New Yorker, but I sound Southern. You can't deny it. That shit feels good. 50 Cent's Get Rich or Die Trying album, it was no type of record. It was more Atlanta than it was anything. What is the dream talking about? Right. Why is he here? <laughs> I don't know what, like, why is this on the riding dirty? Why is this on murder of all songs? What is he talking Get about? Get this motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. I think the dream was just high on G. The dream, listen, tell him, tell the Velveteen dream, all the dreams, wake up. He ends Wake up. With, he's You've been dreaming for too long. Yeah, we but know. that had nothing to do with the sound. No, All right, bro. Rap. All right, shut That's the it. fuck up, I don't know up, why bro. this is on murder. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. I don't want to hear from you anymore. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's murder. Uh, shout out to Be Legit just because Pimp C shouted him out. Yeah, he's, uh, he says he was in Cali with Be Legit. Yeah, shout out to him. But uh Oh, uh-huh. is it time? Is it is it that time? Are we in that mood yet? That guest spot mood? We oh. this next track. We gotta open the door, we gotta we gotta bring in our guest, you know? Swizzy Let's get around these parts. Swizzy. It's Shipley time. Oh, it's Shipley time. <laughs> Al Shipley is in the building to join us uh for this track four, Panky Rang, right? So uh I guess I guess we should we should we should go ahead and uh, let him in the building, right? Let him in. All right. Well, uh, let him in well, like the fiend. Yep. They don't know. <laughs> the fiend. <sighs> All right. They don't know what you're talking about. Uh, we'll be back after uh, this track four featuring Al Shipley. So, folks, we are back here on Rap Rankings, and we have a special guest to join us for track four. Pinky Ring. He's a songwriter and multi-instrumentalist, also a music journalist. And folks, please give a nice, warm rap rankings welcome to our friend, Al Shipley. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Hey, Al. Thank you. Great to be here with you, too. <laughs> so, it's, uh, uh, we're, we're, it's we're a weird day, but hey. Ring. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> so, uh, things, have, things are a little crazy outside, but we're going to we're going to power through it, and we're going to talk about Pinky Ring and UGK and Riding Dirty. So, uh, Mel, before we get into that, do you want to explain to Al how we rate these songs? Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Mel. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm the same person on the show, if you didn't know. And uh, 
the same person. Yeah, I'm the only sane person on this show. What do you mean the only sane person? We know about you. We 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 know about you. We we know you're you're a nut. You're a nutcase completely. Um, expect him to like completely go off the scale. I'm about to read to you and give this song like a negative five or like a get out of town. I've never done that in my entire <laughs> tenure with this show. <laughs> Anyway, so the rating system, it's simple. It's a one to 10 scale. Uh, Each number corresponds to a description. Uh, 10 means it's a perfect song to you. One of your favorite songs of all time. Nine means you love it. Eight means you like it a lot. Seven means you like it. Six means it's all right. You don't dislike it, but you can't say that you like it. Five means you feel practically nothing about it. Four means it's not the worst thing you've ever heard, but you don't or but you dislike it. Three means you dislike it. Two means you hate it. And one means you absolutely can't stand it. One of the worst things you've ever heard. So that's All it. Right. Pretty much. Well, clear um, enough. Okay. <laughs> uh, if, if you'd like, you you can go first or whoever wants to go first. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell I you can what, go man. first just to kick off the conversation or what do you think? All right, Al. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get Al's. Yeah. Rating, and then we'll uh, we'll see how Mules and Mel feel about it. Oh, okay. So I should start with the number. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a nine, just because you know it's not. Woo! It's not... My man, Al Shipley, baby. Well, well, see, here's the thing. Uh, great, great album. I mean, when you guys were saying like, what episode do you want to be on? I was kind of like, this is a great album. This is, you know, it's fine to to to, you know, discuss an album you like, but discussing an album you love is better. Um, and you know, this is not right. like top tier like this is not one of like the five ugk songs everyone loves but it's a great one i think like, this is definitely one of the best on the album so i'll give it a nine but not a ten you know gotcha okay. all right no all right. uh oh, oh it's my turn yeah not? Oh, man. i feel like every time we have a guest i'm always like the odd man out all right so here's the thing i i gave this i gave this a six plus what uh, <laughs> I'm, Yo, don't 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 bite my head off. Don't don't bite my head off, please. I, of course, I, I've come armed with an explanation. I've come armed okay. with my rationale here. Um, so basically, you know, that means it's it's all right. I don't dislike it, but I can't say that I like it. Now, a plus, it's basically the same as saying like a strong six, you know, or like, you know, if I would add a minus, it's like a light six. But yeah, six plus like it's teetering on the edge of like being something I like. Um I can explain why now, or I could wait until we all have our ratings out. No, um, explain. I mean, listen, I love. Yeah, explain I want to hear your explanation. Okay, cool. All right. Well, so what's working for this record um, is the music. Instrumentally, I think it's great. It has that funky sort of, you know, um, almost like Curtis Mayfieldish. Like it's a. Uh, it is a Curtis Mayfield a song. Thing. Oh, right, right, right. Exactly. Um, and so I get this. It's a song called Pinky Ring. It's about pimping, being a pimp, you know. And as far as the music, I, th- I think it satisfies those uh, the, the subject matter quite well. But um, I think this for me, it comes. It's it's a simple thing where it's like I'm not a pimp. <laughs> I don't think I could ever consider myself to be one. I don't think I've ever wanted to be one. And of course, it doesn't take absolute you know, relation to subject matter to appreciate a song. But I think this is one of those things where I can only appreciate it, but so much because the core sentiment of the song isn't something that I really, you know, follow in my day-to-day life. Um, 
So I guess I'll start here because to be fair to the record, um, just for example, Pimp C comes on very first things he says in the very first, very first verse. He says, you ain't never met a nigga like Pimp C, ho. For you come into my room, take off your shit at the door. And if you come into my hotel, then you game the fuck. And if you fucking with a pimp, then bitch, your game is up. And I think to myself, hey, I mean, at least he stated his terms at the top of the verse. I mean, it's clear if this is something you don't like. Don't come to his hotel. If you're put off by this, hey, he says you've never met someone like him before. So it, it makes sense that you'd be put off by this. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I respect the fact that he's being blunt here. I respect the fact that the terms are laid out. And with those terms being laid out, I've decided it, they're not for me. You know? So, um, but to continue, there, there's something that I want to note in his verse, his first verse. He says, I make this shit up, this shit old which is basically don't hate the player, hate the game distilled into one rap bar. You know, it's like something can be said for continuing, you know, I guess you you could say the trend of misogyny in rap music or, you know, flippancy towards women, you know, it's not really, you know, he isn't really excused from it, but I mean, he, he does make a point. He's not the first person to perpetuate things like this, or he's not the first one to start things like this. And, you know, with with rap music, you get songs like this. So it's it's not like I'm condemning him for this song. It's not like I've never heard anything like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I can't believe anyone would talk like this. Like, bro, I'm I rap. I'm a rap fan. I, this comes with the territory. It's just one of those things where I can only like it. But so much, even though I like the music, even though I like the delivery, um, it's just the the simply put the subject matter. Well, I mean, how is this really any different than like Players Ball by Outcast? I think it's just I, I would say. Well, here's the thing, and I, I wrote this down. Um, I wrote this is gonna sound terrible, but I prefer my uh, pimping to be more comedic and less aggressive. Like Pimpsey is a very aggressive man at times. There's kind of like no gray area. I mean, th- there is, but like it's 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 pretty blunt, you know, and it's like there isn't much really room to maneuver around these lines. Like what he's saying is clearly what he means. I can't really justify it in the sense of like, oh, well, you know, this underlying thing is just like, bro, he's he's a pimp. This is how he operates, you know, and if you don't, you don't. And I feel like I'm in that I'm in that boat of like, this isn't how I operate. So like there's only so much I can get from a song like this, you know. Um, it, it just players ball outcast. I mean, they've touched on things like this before, you know, but for it to all be isolated in one record and for it to pretty much be the entire crux of the thing from start to finish, I just, it's not something I would turn on. I respect and And, and you know, I respect your opinion. I don't respect that opinion, but go on. <laughs> yes this is the smoke i've been waiting on I, i'm glad you're honest here this is what we like on this show i'm glad you're you're the first guest to, to like say no, no, I, mean, but, I love it i love it i respect your opinion but but it's not consistent with your previous endeavors that's all i'll say sure and sure sure i acknowledge that but it's a case-by-case thing for me i i think it's just there's a certain level of aggression here that I can't get. Behind. I don't feel aggression from this record whatsoever. To be honest with you, I respect okay. that you feel that way, but to me, I don't get the aggression. To me, 
This is a funky record. It makes pimping fun. It is fun. It makes pimping fun. It's it, it, it's a uh, you know it's you know that funky the slap bass brown 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 yeah we're we're pimping and come on man say something about Bun B say his name well listen about Bun B I think he has one of the best flows I've heard in some time his flow you know, on this is his, buttery his he's he his just the wordplay the way that every how it continues like into each bar you know even and how it continues the into the his, shopping up game and keep him lap hopping popping so like yeah no the flow is great. <laughs> it is the beats like said, great the flows great the it's a great chorus is great you're gonna you're gonna dock it because you don't like the the P- pimp c's brashness and, i'm and, sorry and what listen, about pimp c I, you don't like him singing on the hook you ain't never he sounds, seen he sounds great he sounds great listen I, I wasn't thing. expecting i was not expecting to come out of the other side of a UGK song feeling like a, 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 a an offended white woman trust me i wasn't and i'm not offended <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's only so much I can get from a record like this. Me personally, Al, like, I'm, Al, I need, I, I need you I to take out the feel, big. I don't think any less the big clay egg and give this man the smoke. Oh, so, so here's the thing: is that I mean, first of all, I feel like there's almost like relatability is this weird thing now, where it's like post Kanye, where it's like, oh, and well, everyone needs to be able to put themselves in the shoes of the rapper and have an everyman kind. No, that's not what rap was always like. It used to be in the '90s. It was more like this, where you'd have larger-than-life personalities. You'd have, you know, right. someone like Pimp C. And you know, it's interesting because one of one of the bigger points I wanted to make about you know, like the Curtis Mayfield sample in the song, is to me, it's very interesting that like funk as a factor in hip hop and in samples and stuff. It almost like different eras, different regions, kind of focused on different things. So you know, it's like in the '80s. New York had all the James Brown breakbeats. Then the West Coast did like all the Funkadelic synths and all that stuff. And then when you get into like the South, UGK, Outkast, all these guys love the Curtis Mayfield vibes. You get like, there's an Isaac Hayes sample in this album too. And it's like that black exploitation, that really smooth, the falsettos, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. That it was like the Southern rappers, I feel like, really latched onto that and got that vibe. And so you get a little of like, you get. A lot of the pimp tropes, I think, are also go with the black exploitation music too. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's kind of it all goes together. Where it's like, you know, Pimp C is like, you know, I I don't know what his life was like, but you know, you get the impression he's he's playing a bit of a character. He's a little bit, you know, doing a little bit of a Dolomite thing, a little Red Fox thing of kind of, you know, okay. playing things up. Sure, embellished. And I mean, this song, this is the group that made Harry Asshole and Pregnant Pussy. This is not even <laughs> like. The harshest song in their catalog by a long shot. So, right, you know, I feel like you you, you get you you get on their wavelength, uh, you know, a little bit. So, you know, it's like obviously, yeah, it doesn't have to be everyone's favorite UGK song, but it's definitely. I feel like it's a very typical UGK song. It's right in the middle of their aesthetic, you know. Okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I mean, you I'm make with a good Al point here, about larger than life. Like t- to your point, like. When I when I speak about aggression, it's like, look, I like Sugar Free, and and, and like yeah. a more modern rapper, I like Sada Baby, who said completely outlandish, disrespectful, ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like the difference between that and this is, I don't know, it feels like the larger than lifeness is played up a bit more from those people. Yeah. So like, I'm able to like not take it as seriously. oh yeah, it's like Pimp C when he talks about pimping, he makes it sound very unglamorous. Like right, whether you love or hate yeah. it, it is like it's kind of like. Yeah, this sounds disgusting, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> right. That's what it is. 
Yeah. I, I guess that's what I'm, I'm getting at. Like, but yeah, but, but, yeah I, I completely understand that. And that's why, like, to hear somebody say they enjoy this, I get it. Like, with that six plus, it's like, no, yeah. like, I completely, I understand why someone else will like this. And I think no less yeah. of them for liking it because they are very enjoyable qualities about the song. Like I said, the flow, yeah. the music, the conviction, you know, and the fact that they are committed to this bit, you know, they pull it off. It's just not for me topically, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's, that's just, that's pretty much. Now it. I gotta, I gotta keep it two Virgils with you though. Oh God. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. I give the song a nine. Wow. It's, there we go. It's Denied. in my top three. It's no one day, but it's in my top three songs on the album. Okay. It just has like you got to realize something. For me, this the bet the best a song can do is move me in in a significant way. Like uh, to to give me like uh, you know to make me shake a little bit. Like to right you know to get to go there with me. You know, and for you know one day. That's a song that that uh, moves me emotionally, you know. That's why it's the first ten I've ever given on this show. I mean, it's it's just a it's a powerful record to me, right? I don't put this song or the other nine on this album in that category, but it's a nine because it's one of my favorite UGK songs, and it has a certain I don't know like tempo and danceability that certain records on this album don't have because this is a record that's meant to be played in the car driving around. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not meant, it's not a dance floor kind of album. And this and uh, another record on here, which we'll get to later, have that, that feel for me. Like they, they kind of, they, they have like a bit of a funk, a bit of a boogie to them. You know, I, I like them and okay. I'm a sucker for, records with that kind of danceable tempo to them. So I give this one a nine. I think Bun B is just, just perfect is he picks up that flow on his third verse as well. And I just, I've always loved the dynamic of pimp C and Bun B because Bun B is definitely the more like conventional MC. If you're looking for MCing, but to me, pimp C is the musical backbone of this group. He's singing oh, yeah. hooks. He's contributing to the production. And his the thing about UGK that makes the group work is that they're not the same person. They're two different people. And yeah. Pimp C comes on with this brash, devil-may-care sort of attitude. And Bun B is a little bit more like in the cut. He doesn't speak like, like Pimp C does. And it's the juxtaposition of the two personalities that make the group so memorable. It's... You know, to me, if Pimp C was just a solo artist, he might be just like, and no, I'm not trying to say this as a slight, but like, he might just be too short, which if you don't want that kind of like that kind of talk, you're not going to listen to him at all. But I think the strength of UGK is having that talk, but you also get the MCing and whatnot, the more conventional stuff from Bun B. So it's like a good balance of the two personalities. And I think that's the strength of this group as a whole. Okay. Absolutely. I, I follow that. Um, I do think, you know, the strength of this of this group, and of course, like this is my first UGK album. Forgive me, I'm I'm young, you know. So like, this not is my that first young, UGK not anymore. Album. 
<laughs> I mean, twenty seven. You know, I, it's true. I had plenty of time to do to do my googles, as they say. Sure, <laughs> but um, yeah, I enjoyed this album as a whole, and I think the strength of the group does come from exactly what you just stated. I mean, and like, I, I don't even like want to make it like a thing like they did with Outcast, where I'm like pitting them against each other. I think them being together as a unit, as a duo, in tandem, is what makes them work. You know, there are songs on here where I think you know Pimp C took off. On Bun B, there are songs on here where I think Bun B took off on Pimp C. And I agree that Bun B is the more, I guess, nimble or like technically skilled rapper. Whereas Pimp yes, C, I think his strength is that I, bluntness. I'll, that, I'll, I'll, I'll cut you off there, Mel, because like I would agree with that point up until a point. Because something happened with UGK where for their last two albums, I feel like Bun B kind of like started to regress a little bit and pimp C actually was like out rapping him on certain songs, like from a technical perspective. Yeah. Towards yeah, the end, I would say that's true. Yeah. You I know, mean, especially also, on the double more, album, like pimp C is yeah. the star of that double album. I mean, Bun oh, yeah. B is, well, and as he should be, like, he just got home. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, but, but just from the beginning of this group, the pimp C adds like the music musicality and just the flavor to the group. Because personally, I've said this to Mel on many occasions, I'm not a huge fan of the Bun B solo output. I think there are good songs on every album, but I I don't feel the way about yeah. you know Trill or Two Trill. The way I he's feel great about on features. Ryan he's Dirty. great when he has the right people to bounce off of. So Bun B has yep. a ton of great features and there's a ton of great UGK songs. But yeah, it's like I I can't think of a lot of songs where it's just Bun B that I'm going back to. Now is uh, "Riding Dirty" your favorite UGK album? I, I will I will go further than that because okay. the conversation I want to have is, and obviously there's there's a lot of good things you can uh, put out there as alternatives. But what I want to posit, because I was actually for a while I was thinking about this, because at some point I want to do my top albums of the '90s. So I was looking at you know it's like "Riding Dirty's" top ranked. Southern rap album I had on that list whenever I, you know, finish it. And that kind of led me down the road of, like, is Ryan Dirty my favorite Southern rap album of all time? I think it could be the best of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the things is that the, the consensus about around this album is very strong. You ask 9 out of 10 people their favorite UGK album, if they have one, it's going to be this album. Which, is, mm -hmm. I don't think there's a case, I don't think that's the case if you ask 10 people their favorite Outkast album, favorite Lil Wayne album, favorite you know, April and MGG, you know, it's like there's less of a consensus with a lot of those artists where I think this has like everything you want from a UJK album on it. Like there's a few songs that everyone loves that are on different albums, but this is the one. Uh, okay. So I would say this is, you know, this is a classic album. This is their best album. Uh, you know, every song is good or great as far as I'm concerned. Okay, cool. Um, I, I've yet to hear any of their other albums. Um, so, like, I don't know where I stand in that argument as far as this, like, being their consensus best album. But um, I would say from this album, I'm definitely excited to hear the rest of their catalog. You know, I, I'm admittedly one of those people who my my familiarity with UGK came from, you know, the song everybody talks about, International right. Players Anthem. And just hearing them shout it out, you know, from the new generation of rappers. So yeah. I knew that they were to be respected. I knew that I liked at least one song of theirs, but hearing this, you know, I, 
I was able to trace a lot of things back, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, things I've heard rappers bite, you know, for yeah. instance, uh, on touched, like I didn't know that Jay-Z had lifted like that whole scheme. Oh yeah. Uh, it's like several bars. No, yeah, it's, uh, like, it's, it's like, like whole, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm like, wow. Okay. You know, I got to add another tally mark to, you know, the list I keep of Jay-Z, you know, taking yeah. things. And, and there's like so. multiple songs on here that were sampled on like, the big, you know, Houston songs of the mid two thousands, like you know, on the Paul Wall records and stuff. There's a lot of things yeah. on here where they oh, took yeah. bars. I from remember it. there was a sample on the Slim Thug, Diamonds and Wood, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think there was that record, uh, a couple records actually. And of course, yeah. you know, I found out from Dedication Two, the song "No Other" sampled "Murder." You know, when I heard yeah. Bun hit that flow, I'm like, where have I heard this before? And right. I'm like, oh right, this was like a vocal sample, you know, so. It's um. And who did a remake of High Life? Oh, I'd I'd like to know that actually. Is it, what do I think of it? No, he's asking who did the like a remake of it. Someone must. Oh, have done a yeah. Someone someone sampled High Life. I'm trying to remember. They they did a remake of it on something. I have been like. Huh. Um. Was this like like pretty recent? Yeah, I don't know. It was like modern. Huh. Anyway, High Life was a big record too. Um. Uh, who sampled says it was sampled on a uh, currency song, so maybe that was it. But if, yeah, I mean, um, one cool thing about Pinky Ring is like it has all the shoutouts at the end. It has all these like shoutouts to Outkast and Goody Mob and and Memphis and New Orleans and Noah like I love the sense. And... Uh, yeah, it's like it's so cool because it's like you just think about what the industry was like back then. I and I just imagine that and at, on the outro on this album too, they shout out like Seattle and. And Miami, and it's like you just get the sense that like everyone who wasn't in New York and LA at that time in hip hop had this camaraderie of like they're all trying to make it without being from, you know, the big cities that already were established. Uh, and you know, I'm sure there's some of that now, but it's like it's not like it was back then, where it's like, you know, you get UGK on like a new No Limit record, and and you know, Eight Ball and MGG doing yep. doing things, Three Six Mafia. So it was like. I just love that that there was that whole network. There was that whole, you know, everything that Southern hip hop is now is built on these like handful of cities, this handful of crews that really made it what it is. So I love, I love that where it's like, you get, you get to see them acknowledge each other. Cause you know, there weren't a bunch of features back then. You might have one or two features per album. So it's like, if they were on each other's albums, it was really respect. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, the whole, like, third coast element. I mean, that's, speaking of this shout-out at the end of the song, I wish this was something that was happening in modern raps. I've always liked the extended shout-out portion of rap songs. Yeah, yeah. It's always felt intimate, and I feel like I learned something about, you know, (laughs) their network of people. But, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think... There came came a point where 50 just took the third verse off and would just do shout-outs and talk shit for the third verse. (laughs) Right. You know, but I don't hear it that much in rap anymore. And I think the objective on that front is, you know, we're trying to make shorter songs than ever these days. Yeah. Well, there's that. And plus, I feel like there's even more of this sense of, you know, every person for themselves. You know, it's it's like, you know, like I got to get these streams up like I got it. It's, it's less. And plus, of course, I think a large factor that has to be considered is, you know, the whole concept of regions has pretty much been obliterated 
by the internet. So I don't think we'll ever really get anything like this again, unfortunately. You know, we get like little hot spots that pop up like cities, you know, we'll start producing a lot of artists, but it doesn't really feel like they're like forming a united front. I mean, you You can say that, though, but it's like, you know, but you know, it's like the biggest artist out of Texas right now, Travis Scott. He doesn't sound like UGK, but he still has UGK samples on his records. Megan Thee Stallion patterned her whole persona off of Pimp C. So it's like you see even the people who don't like sound, you know, they don't sound exactly like, you know, Swish a House, DJ Screw kind of Texas rap. They still have this legacy in them. So I think it's it's there. It's just different than it used to be. I think that works in their favor, though, Al, because, you know, and I'm not, again, like trying to say anything bad about him, but I felt like when Big Crit came out, it was it felt like a bit of a pastiche. Yeah, he's very he's very derivative. For better or worse, he's talented, but you can really see like, all. If you the want more of that sort of UGK eight ball and MJG dungeon yeah. family influence music, and it's like, hey, you love this sound? Here's more of it. That's cool, but I think you know to Travis Scott and Megan The Stallion's credit, they're using that influence, but still, you know, it sounds so different from Riding Dirty. It doesn't sound like it owes its DNA to Riding Dirty, even if it very well may. There's a great tweet, uh, shout out to this guy Dubmax, D-U-B-M-A-X-X, where he said, it's big crit what happens when a priest enjoys UGK, which is... <laughs> <laughs> you know, on, on the topic of big crit, like, that's a guy where it's like, you know, he, he just like exists for me. Like, I don't really have anything yeah. bad to say about him, but yeah. But I mean, that's how he is. He's talented, I'm but he is like... Chances. He's like if Pimp C was wholesome. He does the Pimp C flow, but he's, you know, he's not offensive about it. Yeah. I got that vibe, you know, when, like, Joey Badass came out and he was rapping on, like, Lord Finesse beats and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It was like, that's cool, but that's that's not for me specifically. That's for clearly for people who are younger than me that haven't heard these beats before. You know, it's like, it's it's the next way. It's like, oh, this is the New York revival. But it's like, well, if you still remember that music or if you've consumed enough of that music, you know that this this isn't the revival (laughs) you know this is just it's derivative you know which i guess fine but it's just not you want to if you like this you'll like this but i feel like that's there there's a certain like uh limitation an artist is going to put on themselves if they're just going to make more of something that you like already You know, my hang up always comes from when they then try to get positioned as like, oh, this is the new class or like this is the evolution. And it's like, well, not quite because they're just, you know, mimicking what we already have. You know, it's just a diluted version of that. So, yeah, I mean, to bring it back to UGK, it it was a very uh, interesting experience to listen to this album front to back and be like, okay, I, I see like this is the blueprint for a lot of stuff that I've heard in my life like this. It all makes sense now, you know? Oh yeah. Um, like, yeah, you listen to TI, you listen to all these artists and yeah, it's like they, they, they know they got a lot of the stuff from UGK. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, look, I could, this is on this show. We have this, you know, policy, like the ratings aren't concrete. They're not set in stone because, you know, opinions change and we have a segment here on the show. Um, because I'm a good boy and my dad's a listener. I won't repeat the name of it, but Mool's... I was fucking tripping. 
Right. Okay. Yeah, that's the name of the segment. And if we ever <laughs> decide we were effing tripping about a rating, we we start up the segment and say, you know, hey, this is better than I thought it was. You know, I had some time with it. Or, hey, this is actually worse than I thought it was after upon further reflection. This is a song that could go up. Maybe I'll just get past yeah, six plus. Know, the fact I mean, it's right on the edge. Right. It's right. I could come back in a week or a month or a year and be like, you know what? That pinky ring, I was tripping. You know, like it's fine. Like, I like it. I do like it because like, you know, I enjoy music from this realm. You know, I do. So it might just be well, a thing. You love where Devin I the to, dude and you never smoked a, a single weed. A, a single <laughs> marijuana ever, you know? So yeah, you know, I'm not the person who needs to, I think it's great that you brought up Kanye. Cause I think he, uh, Al, like he did usher in that whole like relatability thing, yeah. you know, or it's like the everyman thing. Like, I don't need that to enjoy rap music. Like, there's it's like Seinfeld. Once someone did a show where it's like, oh, the idea is we don't do anything, it's not, there's not a premise, <laughs> then everyone wanted to do that. And suddenly you got shows with no story at all. You know, it's right. like you, you can take out the, the broader elements of a genre, but you got to put something else back in, too. Right. You know, so. Yeah, this could go up because like every everything works for it for me other than just me like being like, uh, I guess this isn't really my lifestyle. I don't know how much I can get into it, but I've gotten I've gotten into plenty of things that are. I mean, um, so, uh, I can't wait till we do the for what, whenever the next Eminem album or the first Eminem album we come to. It's going to be a very interesting conversation about uh, about lyrics for sure. But uh, and I'll put another I'll put another superlative in here. And, and and this is I'm making up a category, but this is something to debate. Pimp C being a triple threat in terms of, like you said earlier, he raps, he sings a lot of the hooks, and he produces. Mm-hmm. Like, who can you really say that about? There's a lot of people who rap and produce great. There's a lot of people who rap and do some singing on the hooks, but not a lot of people that do all three. Yeah. Like, you know, there are a few people that do sing song, like, you know, Kanye will sing a little bit, whatever. But, I mean, I'm trying to think. It's hard to think of someone who, who who does it at the level Pimp C did all three. Non-autotune Kanye singing is uh, <laughs> it's harsh. Yeah, so exactly. Well, that's like that's like that that's not that's not a high standard. So that's what I'm saying. It's like there's not a lot of people like because I put Pimp C in the category of like uh, Q-Tip and DJ Quick of like guys who are just extremely genius as Who's rappers and as producers. Uh, yeah. Uh, who kind of oh. lost the conversation when you talk, we, you know, now that the conversation is very dominated by, you know, like Kanye, Dr. Dre kind of thing. But there are you a lot what, of people Al, who do both really incredibly well. Um, Count Basie can rap, sing, and produce. Okay, yeah. And, and play the one. piano, for that matter. And uh, he he's he's up there for me. I mean, and just in terms of overall, like, musicality. We know RZA can't sing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I'll, I'll say something here, um, and, and you're gonna hate me for saying this, Mules, but I don't. I don't still feel this way. But if you would have stopped me in the street and say, like, I don't know, 2010, I would have tried to throw Charles Hamilton into the discussion. <laughs> Good God <laughs> Almighty! But, but God I now Almighty. know that he, he's he's like I, I was one of the foremost like Charles can sing apologists because I was said, like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> you know, like, and I just and had he, to accept. And the the true crime is that um, Pinky Ring was given a six plus, and then he said Charles Hamilton's name on this show. 
we kind of it's, it's yeah just you know i just i had to bring that up because that's somebody who i would have tried to claim here <laughs> you know. yeah you know i mean this song could come up it could rise for me in the, in the, in the future i could see it happening um certain songs i kind of just know like it would i don't know what it would take for me to change my mind i just don't see it happening this isn't one of those songs where i feel like i'm set in that like it could I could turn it on like I rerun this album like sometime in the future and it just catches me in a different space and I'm like you know what I was I was being too literal with this record like you know I, I enjoy this you know well so. more power to you for even trying to rank things this early and in, in listening to stuff because that's the hardest thing I think if you you know it's hard to review an album when it's new and really know how you're gonna like it a year from now or whatever and so it's you know going going to an old record and trying to rate it very soon after hearing it for the first time, you know, it's not easy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely when I, I know I'm like grappling with history and like sometimes the canon, you know, like yeah. you said, this one of those albums is like a consensus, like UGK, the best. And of course, UGK being one of those like pillars, you know, we just got done doing Eric being Rakim. So it's always, it always feels like a challenge, but you know, to a degree, I, I kind of feels sometimes easier than newer albums because it isn't from the era that I grew up yeah. in or like there's a certain detachment so I can have a clear head about it. Even, even knowing that it's, you know, has historical significance. Whereas like now, like for instance, I'm like a, uh, to, to take Mules' language, I wouldn't call myself a Drake stan. I'll say I'm, I'm a Drake enthusiast. Sometimes I know I need to take a step back and be more objective with him than, <laughs> you know, I usually am. It's like, like giving Dark Lane demo tapes of 14 out of 14 on our first listen review. We, we don't need to talk about that. I was going to talk about views. How when that oh. came out, like, like Mules and I had a conversation. Like, we both ran it, and we got on the phone. And he's like, all right, on three, we say our, <laughs> our ratings. And, like, my first listen of views, I liked 18 out of 20 songs. And then it was sort of like this, this like extended comedy for the next year where like i would call him like every week like you know what i was tripping like it's a 10 out of 20 or it's like you know what no i was being harsh it's like a 17 <laughs> out of 20 and it's like i understand that just comes from me being such a drake fan that i know it's gonna take a while for things to truly settle and for me to really know how i feel about certain speaking things. of views i was so angry that he used that pimp c verse on that song that <laughs> the the specific verse where pimp c says I don't fuck with nobody in this shit but Bun. And then you popped in. He didn't even know you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you would tell me, like, yo, Pimp C would hate Drake. And I'm like, well, probably. I don't he, know. I think he would, honestly. I really do. <laughs> I know Bun B loves Drake and, like, it's kind of like his OG, but, like, I don't care. I think Pimp C would just be like, uh-uh. uh-uh I think nah. it's likely because, I mean, he didn't want to hop on Big Pimpin', you know? I think Pimp C is very particular in the people he chose to affiliate himself with. I mean, yeah, probably right. the guy on this, on this album had a line. He was like, I stopped smoking with haters back in 94. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> he lives by a code here, this man. So yeah, I could see him not liking Drake and that's fine. I mean, do I acknowledge that? Like, you know, Drake, you that, that was a sucker move. Of course. Perhaps, you know, but, but for what it's worth, I like the verse. I think, I know you disagree. I think it contributes to the song, even though it has nothing to do with what Drake talks about. No, that's the problem. <laughs> that it has song. nothing to do with it. And the stinger of all the verses you could have used, you used a verse where he said he didn't fuck with you. <laughs> and then proceeds to talk about, you know, a girl, this relationship. Yeah. You know, sure. In, sure. A, in a manner that Pimp C would never approve of. 
Oh yeah, I can definitely say that after hearing this album. But you know what? I guess I guess you know he got a check, or his family got a check, more specifically. So So, hey, you know, six God strikes again, doing right by the community. You know, you gotta give the boy his credit. I'll give him credit. He gave a he gave a hundred thousand dollars to the bail funds. I'll I'll give him that. That's a good thing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's that's all we ask us over us over here on the OVO front lines. It's all we ask. God's planned around some money. (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you know he's good for it yeah, you know for it, but then the weekend in typical weekend fashion he's got to show drake up mm-hmm. well you know how i feel about that if they're gonna be petty, yeah. I-, I wish they wouldn't but it's going to a good cause so hey you know yeah i mean can you imagine if that becomes the 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 dick measuring contest for celebrities no i'll do it anymore you know we need to get the beefs going over that that would be great yeah yeah that would for be sure. great <laughs> but uh you know, I I don't want to turn this into the OVO show. I'm always at risk of turning. You're always turning into. You got your own segment for this, all right? Yeah. There's the, no the, need the to bring it up again and again and again. You know, you <laughs> like him. He's the top rapper in the game. Nobody boy doesn't oy, know who you know, he is. Boy, boy, yeah, boy. But uh, all right. Yeah, so I mean, Al, uh, we just want to thank you for coming on here today and uh, talking UGK, talking Pinky Ring, and uh, we hope to see you again here on Rap Rankings. Thank you for having me, guys. Have a good one. Peace. Uh, well, well. Before you leave, yep. you know, we got to give you the, the floor, oh, right. You know, of course, as we do on the show. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything? Oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, you shot. Listen, sorry. listen to this guy. I told I you. I tried to, I tried to rush him show. out the door. I tried. Well, my cat's my cat's banging on the door. He wants me to give him two nuts. So. Oh, okay. Well, listen. Uh, man, you can't shortchange our man Al because you know. <laughs> oh, he's banging on the. Listen, I know. I know. It's, it's an <laughs> honest mistake, but. Okay. Yeah, we. I we won't promote anything particular. I always have. I always have different stuff, articles on Spin, Complex, different places coming out. I put out an album by my band Western Blot a few weeks ago. That's Western Blot, bandcamp.com. My blog is narrowcastblogspot.com. So, you know, plug, plug, plug. I love the narrowcast. I got to be honest. Every month I check that out, see what you were feeling, see what you're not feeling. Don't always agree, but that's the beauty of the opinion. That's the beauty. And that's the beauty of rap rankings. (laughs) <laughs> all right guys i'm all gonna right. go put my kids to bed see you later i'm gonna nice. feed my cat all right, all right. i'm gonna uh, peace wow i really have no life oh. <laughs> that, just re- <laughs> that just made me realize okay i'm gonna get out of here all right, all right. Talk all right. To well, folks we'll Bye. see you for track five right after this break you freaking lame what who what oh, am i lame Giving Pinky Ring a six. That's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. Nah. A rating might make moves angry, but I don't care. That's just how I feel. This man gave Dark Lane demo tapes a 14 out of 14. <laughs> no boy. It's a OVO thing. It's a perfect thing. 100%. All the way through. You know what it is with that Pinky Ring. You know, it's it's. Teetering. Listen, your, it's a, it's your a, Drake a, rankings are worse than Noah. Thing. They're worse than Noah Shabibs. <laughs> well, listen, that, that was that was uh, debunked. You know, he had to come out with a statement. Rolling Stone was tripping again. You got to be careful doing anything around them. You know, they, they like to twist the facts, but it's all right. That pinky ring, it'll be back. You know, I, I think I might have been tripping still. So, you know, I'll, I'll be back uh, to, to give you the true rating on that. But but as of now, it's a six plus. Six, 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 six. Six, six, six.
Oh, we we need to do. Oh wait, so listen. Six. Let me add another six. I don't want to. We don't want the devil in this uh, itch, as Ob O'Brien would say. R.I.P. <laughs> He's not dead. He just disappeared. He's just on timeout indefinitely. Uh, all right. Well, we ain't well, here listen, to talk about after it. a six, a ten, a nine, and a nine. Can these UGKs mess up, or are they infallible? <laughs> infallible. I think it's infallible. Who gives a dang? <laughs> uh, or you could say, who gives a damn? Only because, if you haven't heard, uh, Kendrick Lamar, damn review, out now. Oh, and by the right. way, if you haven't heard, you got to go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review our show. Give us five stars uh, and let us know you did. It be Apple, do it wherever you do it. I, yeah, I but Apple, you know, we get up on the charts. It's very nice if you do Apple. Plus, that's our main audience right now. So we got to talk to the Apple heads out there. Uh, I hate that Apple. You're not supposed to eat that fruit. God told us to stay away from that fruit. And what did everybody do? They went out and bought iPhones. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on here. Track five, Diamonds and Wood. Um... What do you give this thing? I give it an eight. These guys just can't lose right now. Wow. Okay. I gave it a flat seven. Um, who produced this diamonds and wood? Well, wouldn't you know, back again. Oh my god, they're back again. N.O. Joe and Pimp C, who would slap the shit out of me if he heard that, with uh Diamonds and Wood featuring Smoke D. Well, it sure wasn't uh workers in Sierra Leone and Paul Bunyan, am I right? You get it, folks? Because Blood Diamonds, they, they, they produced the diamonds part. And Paul Bunyan, I think, was a lumberjack, I think. So he would have produced the wood. Come on, listen, folks. All right, I don't rap anymore. Okay? So 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 you can just shut up. You can just shut up. You don't have to deal with me. But you do have to you do have to deal with me on this podcast, though. You know? But, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, I give this thing a flat seven. You give it an eight. I give it an eight. Um, this one samples not only Bootsy Collins, but it perf- it's uh, something uh, Elbow Swang performed by 380. And um, that's where you get the vocals on the hook. Okay. Now, this hook references banging screw, which obviously we talked about him last week. Here he comes again, DJ Screw screw tapes and the screwed up click big part of Houston rap culture and uh, I feel like you know with the way that it's like a flip a flipping down the Ave no one looking good it's this is like the first record on here that's very screw influenced mm-hmm. you hear it in the in the hook and just in general like the tempo is a lot more slowed down. Can, can I say something? Uh, I think actually coming out of Pinky Ring into this record, I think the guy, the the guy who's in prison, Smoke D, uh, he's uh, what does he say? He's like he comes back in, and he uh, he says uh, he sounded sounded like he has got a bone in his throat on that Sminoke, and I was like Sminoke, and a light bulb went off, and I was like, oh. That's where Drake got this from. On oh, that, my on God. That Listen, Mel, I'm telling you right well, now. Well, we know he's a big UGK fan. I'm telling you, the Drake report has been canceled. You can't splice it into everything we're doing. 
Well, I'm just saying, when I heard Sminoke, I'm like, oh, this is probably where he got this terminology from, that UGK, you know? It's like, oh, okay, you know, he's like playing around with the word smoke, you know? So, okay, I get it. Because for years, admittedly, I didn't know what he was saying. I thought he was saying Smidoke, you know, like, and I'm like, I, I read somewhere, it's, oh, it's a slang for weed. And I'm like, I ain't never heard of this, but hey, sure, whatever. Must be at Toronto stuff. But no, no, it's it's Houston is what it is. You know, so uh, yeah, we're here. We're, we got we got the Smino. Um and I, I'll tell you something. Uh, okay. This this hook melody reminds me of Players Ball a bit. Yeah, the I'm looking good, diamonds up against that wood. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, same kind of yeah, delivery, same kind of melody. Uh, diamonds and wood nice combination well, listen there. Al Shipley you know we, he was just on the show we were talking about you know they shouted out Dungeon Family uh, you know Outcast yeah. and they on shouted the previous out. track yeah so there you go you know uh, I, I'll say this um, again nice performances from both of them I'll say on verse 3 Pimp C was preaching all right, this is this is that pastor rap, as our guest Styles would say. You know, uh, I'm flipping through PA. I'm trying to see some good, but everything is still the same in my neighborhood. Niggas frown when you up and smile when you down, and when you change for the better, shit full stop coming round. I see the jealousy and hating in the wicked ways. You know, like he's mm. come on, man. He's talking. Is that life talk, bro? Is that life talk? You see, this is this is I'm really where Pimp C excels. I feel like. Um, are on these slower tracks where he spits a lot of game and just yeah, talks about game, life you know? and stuff like that. He gives you game. He talks about life. And uh, this is one of those tracks for me. Um, I just, I, I love just the feel of this track. I think it's a, uh, by the way, you were saying that like, um, like you feel like they were on even footing on this one. Uh huh. I agree with you there. Like, I think Bun and Pimp are probably on equal footing. But again, when you take into account that Pimp C is also producing and singing, it's like, come on, bro. This guy is, this guy is a legend. There's, there's, you know, people just, they sell him short. Now I feel like he gets his respect. But, you know, I think so much emphasis at one point in time was put on like, yo, this guy Bun B, you'd be surprised for a, Southern rap group, this guy's a pretty good MC. And I think people really slept on Pimp C for a long time. Hmm. Well, uh, <clears throat> you know, yeah, but this I kind think... of record is like in his wheelhouse. I feel like this is like, this is just like DJ Screw. This is Pimp C. This is, you know, but Bun, of course, it's just Bun's in rare form on this album, bro. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is a, a really amazing showing from him across the board. You know what line stuck out the most to me in his verse on this song? He said, uh, uh, I grab my cess and split my swisher with my thumb. Some of my sweets be tight. Now some of my sweets yeah. be fucked up. And I was, I wrote in my notes and they said there was no vulnerability in rap. <laughs> this man is admitting some, some of his, some, some of my his... sweets be tight. Some of my sweets be fucked up. <laughs> you know, he's honest, bro. You know, he could he could act like all oh, his his joints was tight, but they but they're not. Sometimes they're, they're poorly constructed. They're flimsy. You know, he's not gonna lie to you. Bun B is gonna be honest. You well, know, that was I, I appreciated it. 
That wasn't Pimp C. That was Bun B that said that. Nope, that was Pimp C. That was not Pimp C. Yeah, it was Pimp C. This man ain't listened to the album. It was. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the lyrics. Pimp C was verse one. Bun B was verse two, and then Pimp C came back in preaching. No. Yes. No. How you gonna tell? I know what I heard. Okay. We'll check back. We'll check back next week. There ain't no need to check back. We'll check back. Uh, whatever. Listen, uh, diamonds and wood. Again, nice combination. Uh, I wish I had a, a a more elegant car. I feel like I would appreciate the record even more. You know, uh, I, I want to ride around in something. You know, and, and, an old and, school and, Cadillac. And, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, you hop in a whack, You know, diamonds up against that wood. That's what I wanted. You know, I, I need, I need to, I need, I need riding around in twenty thirteen Chevy Sonic and kind of not doing the song justice. But then tell you some, the song. That's how you know it's good because you need that second good. stimulus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, can I have, so just so, can I have just one so I diamond, please? <laughs> one diamonds and one wood. One so I can appreciate <laughs> track five on UGK's album. You go to Ryan Home Nerd. Depot to get a piece of plywood. <laughs> and, uh, you go to the Macy's, you buy one diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You gotta love it. Uh, yeah, diamonds and wood. Good record. I like it. Uh, anything else? No. I, I right, give this well, one an eight. Well, uh, folks, I, I would recommend you do a few Hail Marys, protect your energy, because we're hitting that witching hour right now with that track six, three in the morning. Uh, I give it a seven. I have seven plus here, uh, featuring C-Note and Big Smokin' Mitch. Okay, well, uh, who produced it? This one, three in the morning, is not produced by N.O. Joe and Pimp C. It's produced by Sergio. Sergio? Yeah. Who in the world is that? A man. <laughs> named Sergio. Uh. And it contains a sample of hyperbolic, syllabic, sequence, daily mystic, performed by Isaac Hayes, and Look What You Find, performed by George Duke. George Duke? Yep. Oh, okay. I was I was scared for a second. I was thinking of David Duke. <laughs> wrong duke trust me trust yeah, me okay. there couldn't be these two men could not be uh polar more polar opposites from one another uh right, shout out well, to george yeah. duke fuck All david right. duke Absolutely. um so let's just get that out of the way and make that real clear off top so uh listen up i got a story to tell but first mm-hmm. three in the morning three in the morning so uh i'll, I'll say this uh there's this like tinkling noise going on in the beat. Dude, I, really I literally wrote the xylophone and Pimp C's hook gives the song its plus. Yeah, it's it's like uh it's like I wrote like it's like it's a sort of strange beat. It has like this curious mystical sort of flavor. It's 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 tailor made for me. I, I love that stuff. Uh we got like it sounds like um you know that oh, Grand Pooba song that you like? Oh, the doom, 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 Yeah. There's like that kind of like minor xylophone, but like in the background. Yeah. You gotta listen for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it has this like, 
sort of like there are these like live drums sort of in the background. We got this sort of sinister bass line, and then you got like that mystical, tinkly sound and synth. Uh, real nice stuff. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, of this. Well, I mean, oh, you, you know what else is good on this one? What's that? On the third verse, where Pimp C comes back in and he says, "What you see is what the fuck you get, young Pimp C, baby, coming down real wet." The beat, like a lot of elements, leave the beat, but the uh, beat doesn't drop out fully. It's just only kind of like percussion, right? And then the instruments and everything start to come back in, and all the samples and all that. Yeah, I'll say uh, with this record. Uh, they may have redeemed uh, the time 3 a.m. in the morning because honestly, ever since the exorcism of Emily Rose, uh, I can't I can't rock with that time, bro. I try to I, I'm scared of it, man. I, I'm always scared when I wake up in the middle of the night and I hope it ain't three o'clock. Oh, you don't like that? It's 3 a.m. in the morning. Let oh, my key in the door. Body's laying all out. over the floor. I, and- I deleted every Eminem song I had. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I was, you know, I, I wasn't going to get Emily Rose, bro. I wasn't going to, I couldn't do it, man. But uh, I'm, they, they saved the time, you know, they purified it. Shout out to UGK. Uh, yeah, this is a, it's a flat seven for me. You gave it a seven plus. Uh, let me tell you something about Big Smoking Mitch. Uh, <laughs> oh, what is it? This man said, let me tell you something about Big Smoking Mitch. <laughs> well, uh sounded like I was about to get my ass beat by someone I've never met before. But they're like, <laughs> you know, seven feet tall, 350 pounds. You know, he, he he says something here that I think is pretty relevant. Watching for laws because you know they want to hate. Show you dude. know they want to hate. You know they want to hate. They, you they, know some, they, they, they a real hating group. And now they're out Sa- here Sa- asking Sa- for respect. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Uh, I, I find something funny here. So, you know, there's like this slang, the Houston slang, this, this coming down. Uh, it's yeah. pretty prominent in this song. The hook, I'm coming down real shiny white candy paint. And like, there's like sort of like this like response. It's like, I wish I could come down, but you know I can't. <laughs> it's like... Everybody's just coming down on here, you know. You know, it's, it's, it's I think this is a great hook. The, I like it. I like it. It's very playful. Very playful. I agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, leaning off the dank in the good old drink. Well, I don't partake in, in any of those things, but uh, I know what it's like to like lean off a Five Guys burger, and you know, one of them, one of them you know, milkshakes have me leaning, riding around three in the morning. You know. I, listen, I I'm not. Wait. I'm not going to endorse any sort of uh, any sort of impaired driving. But what I will say is, uh, if you're really tired, it's nice to sometimes take the car out on a nice hot summer day, roll the windows down, and listen to some UGK. But you got to well, be. I mean, that's that's what I did. I mean, you got to be really see in my car, but tired. <laughs> What's Winking at the camera. Wait, this is an audio-only podcast? Look at this idiot over here. Look, Zencaster said they're working on a... a it's a beta, bro. It's not even... We got to wait in line to even get access. Well, they I don't want... See. I'm not... Listen, I'm not trying to do any sort of things with any beta. I want the chads only. <sighs> this freaking alpha male over here. Here's one Pimp C-verse. 
now he can't mess with the betas. Well, we don't need you. We don't need you anyway. Yep, me and Pimpin Chad are going to be over here, and we're going to be waiting for the official alpha release. Thank you very much. Oh, God. Well, uh, yeah, this, this, uh, I enjoyed, uh, the mention of cassettes and CDs, um, on here. Cause it's, it's, just, you don't, you don't hear much about that anymore, sadly. Uh, well, they're not, they're not popular formats anymore. Well, they should be. Get off of these streaming services and go out. And buy You're the one CDs. on the streaming services. I'm the one well, sitting I, next I, to well, sitting, sitting to next to, to sitting next to 14 boxes of CDs. <laughs> well, listen, you should, you should, you should, I, you should have pointed it out before me. Then you're the physical media man. I ain't got time to do that. I'm dusting. <laughs> I'm dusting right, my uh, goods. Dustin makes me feel good. Dustin, 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 Dustin makes me feel good. You know? Because you got to dust. You got to dust. You got to dust. You can't be breathing in that dust. Somebody tell them hip-hop heads that, them backpackers. Yeah, okay. Let's leave them alone and move on to the next song. All right, sure, whatever. Uh... Track seven, touched. Man, there's two men. There's two. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, (laughs) as I was mentioning earlier, the man smoked D. He's in jail. And here's the thing. It's not really. It's it's implied homophobia. He's not really saying that he. Well, he doesn't say he disapproves per se, but like. The tone of his voice, you can tell he'd rather not be witnessing it. So he's like, these two niggas kissing. It's out of sight. <laughs> Motherfuckers tongue kissing. <laughs> he's just like, he's like really fascinated that this is happening around him. You know, I find it funny to use the phrase out of sight. Like he's, his mind is blown that this is, this is occurring. You know, um, I, I found that to be hilarious. Uh, you know, I, if I was in his position, I probably wouldn't be as shocked and as fascinated. But hey, um, I give this thing a flat seven. Uh, what, what what about you? Touched, I give a flat seven as well. <laughs> I got to say, they're doing pretty good on this album, man. This, this, you, they they ain't telling, really you, missing. You're telling me they, they ain't missed yet. They just had that intro that I could have done without. And that was it. I mean. Everything else right. has just been it's straight fire for me so far. Well, let me tell you, this is uh this song, this is that violence. This is that good violence. Oh, this is that violence. Get touched, bro. I, I gotta tell you though, this is violence, but in a in a pretty uh comical way, I would say. There's it's it doesn't take itself too seriously. I mean Pimp C was finna shoot an old man in here. That's funny! It is <laughs> funny this is comedy dude some of some of bo- both of them but pimpsey especially the threats are just these are some of the best threats i've heard on yeah. wax on wax bro i mean i, I love and here. i love obviously like the energy the conviction just the the you know they they're they're back on their like fuck you shit again you know yeah this is like murder part two let me tell you something uh you know, as as a whippersnapper, as like a uh, five year old, I hear this song for the first time, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! Now, now, wait a minute, Jay Z, you're a phony, you're a phony." Because 
because he lifted the whole thing. I had yeah. no idea. Just just right. about the whole thing. Well, except for uh, what Port Arthur, right? Like Fort Minor, who? Port Arthur. Where this is where they're from? Port Arthur, Texas. Oh, okay. You well, know, I PA mean, says, when when Pimpsey song about PA streets, Port Arthur. I thought he was talking about Pennsylvania. Why the fuck would he be in Pennsylvania? He gets around. He's selling that work. He you doesn't know? get around. I mean, well, he, he was. How am I supposed to know? My first time hearing this album, I hear do PA. a little bit of research. I ain't doing no research. I know there's no pimp seat titter, but still. <laughs> KTT. I don't even have an account on that website. Uh, anyway, uh, once upon a time, not too long ago, a nigga like myself had to strong arm a hoe. Now, this was not a hoe in the sense of having a pussy, but a pussy having no goddamn sense trying to push me. Uh, if you're like me, you were probably first familiarized with that uh, sequence of events uh, in a Jay-Z song. I was. I think that was 99 personally. Problems. I was. It was the first. It is 99 Problems. It was the first time I heard those rhymes uttered yeah you know i thought that was a jay-z original uh but no it was not uh this is uh that was pimp c right or was that bun b that said that no that was bun b okay it was bun b um this yeah, this is this i'll was, tell you what for two guys that really set them themselves apart from one another we're having a hard time keeping track of who's who uh, you know i just that's that's because they're working. They got that synergy, bro. It's it's when, they, when you when you have a good tag team, it's it's, it's just they're like working they work together in tandem as one. They're like yeah, they're as one. They're like one one fluid machine, man. So uh, you know, you you say this song, you say it's amusing, but I mean it's funny because he says ain't none of that Kiki Ken or playing. You know, nah, I, I but that's funny. It's funny, and the, the way yeah, he delivers like, it is funny. Yeah, you know, um. I was completely on board with the violence here. Yeah. All right. I'm not I'm not a particularly violent person. No, you know? not but, at all. But I mean never even is, been in a fight. This is like because uh, to me murder is like a showcase, really. It's like a rap showcase. This yeah. is more not about styling over the beat as much as it is about uh delivering your threats with enthusiasm and a bit, I, I do think a bit of a wink and a nudge. Yeah. I mean, he's like, you know, niggas jumped and crossed the line. These movies got these boys fucked up in the mind. You know, I, I've seen a few movies myself in my time. You watch one of them, John Wicks, one of them, you watch them, you start thinking you're a tough guy, you know, you go out and get, get hey, look what we got over here. This guy thinks he's a fucking tough guy. Cause he watched a couple John Wicks movies, huh? <laughs> John Wicks, huh? You like him? You like John Wicks? You like that? Huh? You like fucking John Wicks? Huh? Huh? Don't you watch a fucking real movie? You watch a fucking Irishman? You watch a fucking Godfather? You don't want to watch a fucking motherfucker? Oh, man. Well, yeah. You believe these motherfuckers over here? They tell John, John Wicks. What the fuck is a John Wick? Get the fuck out of here, John Wicks. Walking around talking about you're going to be a service. Yeah, you're going to get served. All right, get the fuck out of here. This motherfucker, he was talking about, oh, my fucking dog. Where's my fucking dog? I don't give a fuck about your fucking dog, fucking baby. (laughs) (laughs) Woo-hoo! Oh, man. Uh, The mobsters are back. They're back. In these movies, they got these boys uh, effed up in the mind. Um, 
I, I particularly uh, like the line, uh, so if being hard ain't in your heart, then don't start. Niggas will tear your weak mind apart. <laughs> you know? I'm telling you, these are our top tier threats. The one thing I'll say, I'm not going to say it's working against the song. This is my least favorite beat thus far. Okay. That we've heard. It's cool. It's like, it's just kind of there for me, though. Okay. It was all right. Yeah, I mean, it was like nothing particularly stood out about it. I think this one is carried by Bun B and Pimp C just doing what it needs to be done with the concept of the song. Yeah. Um, look, he's talking about uh, Pimp C talking about, you know, you get hurt real bad in front of your kids, you know? You know, the threats, they're way over the top, but I never feel like they won't make good on them. So like it's amusing, but I believe him. Well, <laughs> it's amusing because you, know? you know it's amusing because you you're riding dirty with UGK. Well, it's amusing because so. I'm listening and I'm not. I know I'm not on the receiving end. You right, know? you're not on the receiving end. If anything, you're riding with them. I'm the guy with the camera waiting to yell "World Star." You know, I'm yeah, just that's, instigating. That sounds I, like I how, see that's how, get that sounds like how things started with six nine sitting in the car filming oh, while the, while God. the gangsters did the work. Don't, don't compare me to that gooba man. All right. Um, this man out here lying, claims he's never heard gooba. Lots of lies being told right now. But we're going to see. Now, we got truth. some uh, some good old-fashioned sexism at the end of this uh, this this song. Um, he's talking to, talking to whoever he's talking to. And he was like, you know, you a little motherfucking girl. <laughs> I'm like, man. <laughs> it's, setting, it's setting up for the next song. Perhaps, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's '96, but listen, girls are great. All right, now, now I, I don't really get to talk to many of them, but I think they're pretty great. It's that pimping culture. Well, you know, as as I discussed in Pinky Ring, maybe, maybe, maybe we don't need as much of that. Oh, look you who know? it is, Melvin Birch coming to defund the pimpire. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm all about I'm all about the sex work. I just want to make sure we gotta we gotta act you know a, a, a balance. We got a, a equal exchange here. I don't want any 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 unequal power dynamics happening here. Okay, you know. Well, listen. They come to the pimps for protection, and the pimps protect them and take their cut, just like a manager. Mm, uh, uh, I, I don't know, but. Uh, I don't think he should be, you know, using using girls as a euphemism for like a weakling. So, all right, but it was funny. It was funny. So, I got to be honest. Uh, anything else? Um, uh, I'll be putting some more stuff up on eBay soon. I guess the sale is coming back. Man, we ain't talking about. All right, moving on. Track eight. Uh. Fuck my car? <laughs> uh, said, Fuck my car? Listen, once again, I haven't said it yet this show, but I have to say it, you know, every show. Dad, if you're listening, I'm only reciting, I'm only saying these bad words because they're in the songs, you know? I That's would right. never use this language. I've uh, never heard you curse outside the context of You ain't uh, never heard me say no bad words. I've never heard that uh, before. I don't do that, but it's this is rap, you know, and I gotta be true to the culture. Uh, yeah. here's the thing, bro. Seven mm-hmm. minus actually. Wow, it was initially a six for me. Um, you know something, Mel? What's that? 
I give it a six plus. Okay, I understand that because it was once a six plus for me. Here's the thing: I think like uh, like perhaps Lust on uh, Damn or maybe Pinky Ring, which still hasn't come around for me. I think initially I was taking it too seriously, which I shouldn't have been doing because I mean the song is called "Fuck My Car," you know. It's like <laughs> clearly not supposed to be taken that seriously but i was i think i was just you know i was too caught up it's like i was riding around in my 2013 chevy sonic and i was like quite frankly i don't think i have a fuckable car you know so this doesn't really apply to me and it's like you know uh it's sort of misogynistic you know he's talking to these women like they're these primal animals who only care about his material well, you know the the chorus you know it's basically like they don't care about me they want to fuck my car Right, you know, you know but, basically they only want him for his money. Yeah, now eh, that's not all women, of course. Uh, but you know, Listen, the, the, the dude, record. You're a producer. You can sing. You can rap. I'm sure women want you for more than just your car. I mean, yeah, you're a so triple threat. I don't threat. believe him. You're a triple threat, my man. I think he's not to have mention self esteem. Not to mention, you wear those nice glasses. You have the furs I've seen. You dress, you know, very nicely. I think. And believe in yourself, Pimp C. They want more than your car. Okay. They definitely want more than the car. Uh, and I, I'm sad if you couldn't see that because you were a great man. But yeah, here's what I'll man. say. Six plus. Um, Diamonds and Wood. I really like that song because I enjoy the music. This one, I'm not really into the music. I think the chorus is a little like, meh. You know, like it's it's ridiculous. It's a little it's a little clunky. I wish it, it was more ridiculous. I wish I could put this one over on the basis of like, dude, when I hear this one, I just think like this this Cronenberg esque, you know, <laughs> a woman trying to literally fuck a car. Well, you thought that was the reason I was gonna like the song. Yeah, I know, but but you know, it did and- it didn't do enough of that for my like to my it's not weird enough for a song called "Fuck My Car." Okay, I feel. I would have. I mean, I mean, I would like it. I would like it more if it leaned a little bit more into the ridiculousness of it. But I'm not into car culture. I'm just not. I'm into well, music, and if the music's good, I can get into a song about car culture. Basically, this well, is this not is that what song for, for me. me. Like, I think it just, it rides. It's a seven minus. Like, it's teetering right on the edge. But, you know, like, in terms of, like, the goofy records that, like, I can't really relate to, it's like Pinky Ring and this one, and this one won out. It's just, like, it, 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 it See, rides. See, to me, and, what like, I, t- Pinky Ring is, like, funky. And it imme- it sets itself apart from most things on this album. Whereas this just feels like an album cut with a ridiculous concept that should have been executed better. Okay. Um, I know Al, if Al's listening to the whole episode and he's gotten up to this part, I know he's, he's upset because this is one of the songs he put out there. Uh, he was thinking either this touched or fuck my car, or I'm sorry, okay. this touched or uh pinky ring. And obviously we ended up going with pinky ring. So, well, you know, I must say, although I can't relate to it, this is proof that I can like songs that I can't relate to. And, you know, uh, I- I'll be vulnerable here. I- I- even if there was a girl that just wanted to have intercourse with my car, I'd take it because, you know, 
it, it seems like I, I can't I can't get any attention from women ever. So any kind of attention, I'll take it. It's fucking weird. Women, if you're listening right nope, now, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I'm single. And you can you can go all night long with my car if you like. Oh God! You may this have car, to by the way, the guys, gets goes goes to the shop. Okay, <laughs> more than I go to the shop to get bread, water, and things of that nature. All right, this thing's a when he pulls his car in. When he pulls his car into the shop, they're talking about. You want to go to a place where everybody knows your name. Oh God! It, I'll be real. It's you know them cartoons where it's like it's like sputtering. It's like it's the car, bro. It's, it's the car. It's not. It's not the sexiest. The car's got COVID. Car. Nobody wants to fuck it. <laughs> Songs of Six Plus. Nobody wants to fuck my 2015 Honda Civic either. So, well, listen. Uh, hey, women, if you're into sputtering 2013 nah, Chevy Sonics, I'm right here. Nah, man, I'm don't right do here. it. Don't do it. Take uh, this. Take this word of advice from your old pal Mules. It's a trap. Don't do it. Reconsider. Read some literature on the uh, what's the the, the powertrain? What? what oh, the powertrain warranty. Book. Yeah, was it the Kelly Blue Book? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, what do we got? Track nine, right? Track nine. Track nine. Uh, that's why I carry. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, because uh, we did not mention it, uh, Touched was produced by N.O. Joe and featured Mr. 3-2. Fuck My Car, also produced by N.O. Joe. And uh, that's why I carry features N.O. Joe. And is also produced by N.O. Joe. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. This is only my second miss of the album, as far as songs go. Uh, mm-hmm. I gave it a flat six. I give it a seven minus. Okay. Out of the songs I like on the album, I think it's the weakest. Okay. But I do like it. Uh, the Mexican homie is back from Murder. The Mexican homie. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about at the top of the song. Yeah, sure. Uh, we got some G-Funk synths and some nice uh, piano on here. Um, here's the thing. Why I give the song a 7 minus. So this is kind of... Uh, I would say it's a it's a somewhat of a story song. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, Bun's third verse is really good on here. The hook is almost like Goody Mob-esque to me, but the strength of the hook is the background vocals that are on them and during the verses. Like, there's kind of like this background. It's like... You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of... not. I wouldn't say it's buried in the mix, but it's not. it's not like a focal point. Uh huh. I, I was just taking in those beautiful vocals you just let off. Yeah, I like I like uh, I like those vocals a lot underneath the beat. Like that kind of puts the beat over for me. Um, and listen, this is a bit of a story about 
why they carry. Carry what? I feel like in the the the, the collection of violent songs, we got like murder, mm-hmm. we got touched, and we got that's why I carry. This is the one that didn't work for me. They all uh, work for like, me, but this one works the least. I agree. Okay. Um, uh, here's the thing. They 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 made their case. I'm like, okay, you know, sure. This is why you carry your motherfucking gun every single day. Uh, their reasons are are, are fine enough. It's just I, I you know I don't have any guns. I I'm, I feel I'm okay. Uh, if somebody wants to own a gun, go right ahead. Especially if you feel like you need one every single day. Uh, I'm I'm cool though. I got a uh, I got what's the aft the aftco fish bat. Yeah, all the protection I need. All right, so if you break in my house, it's a fish bat upside your head. You know, uh, very they, they, the beat, like the beat is very G funk. It feels like. Okay. Um, Listen, what was, was the dream saying when he was rambling? I don't like, want to refer to him <laughs> anymore. Um, um, yeah, but there's definitely like a Southern meets West Coast feel to this. I like it. I don't I find love it, it, but it works for me. I find it funny. Uh, Bun B said, now you the number one nigga. I want to whoop the piss out. <laughs> <laughs> just like now that's violent um yeah uh i'll say this um he's talking about some drinks on here he's like red drank orange drank purple drank yeah i'm like yeah he reminds me of the, you know the, the Chappelle stand up i don't think that's drinks. i don't know if that's the drink he's referring to no he's not but you know that's the drink that i drink so you know, this I man, this man always trying to do the Nick Jr. version of the raps. Talking about, <laughs> I'm slumped off a cheeseburger. I drank, <laughs> I do the drink too, you know, like Chappelle. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's cool if that's why they carry, but I'm, I'm cool. I don't need to carry them. I might, <laughs> personally. <laughs> uh, yeah, I ain't really got much much else to say there. Uh, it's it's a else? it's an album cut, right? Yeah, it's an album cut. Oh, um, by the way, there was something that uh, happened a few tracks earlier that I don't think we covered. Okay, it's at the end of Diamonds and Wood, I believe. Okay, uh, there's a message over this like soulful sample. And Pimp C is saying, if you got the tape, you need to flip that motherfucker over. If you oh, got the yeah. CD, you need to let that motherfucker roll. Smoke that, something. That's what I was, I called attention to it. He was talking about the CDs and, and cassettes. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, but it, that would have been, I guess, where the tape went from side A to side B, which I think. He's <laughs> talking about them CDs and tape. Y'all young blood don't know nothing about that. Back in my day, I used to go down to uh, Dagon, uh, Sunco, uh, Sam Goody, by about uh, 15, uh, not, uh, 15, 1985, uh, uh, one CD. I said, God dang. You know, but it was some good music, man. We used to ride around uh, coming down in them uh, goddamn glass, listening to UGK. Now, Bun B uh, rap like his uh, diaper dirty, but it's all right. It's all right. I still got that riding dirty. You know? <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> uh, and that was, that's Mark, the pharmacist from CVS, checking in with us. Uh, <laughs> checking in all these years later, 15 years later, to uh, let us know that we don't know nothing about you, Cat. We don't know nothing. But uh, we do know why they carry. Uh 
So yeah, yep. let's move on to uh, track ten. High life. We're living that uh, high life. I give I give it a seven minus. I give it a I seven plus, my dude. Oh, okay. Well, look at that. Plus we're back. Minuses. We're back in a, in a, in, a, in the swing of things here. They took one track off to talk about having sexual intercourse with inanimate objects, but we are back riding dirty like we never left. I mean, well, they took two tracks off. One to talk about uh, intercourse with inanimate objects and then talking about why they carry. No, I like why they carry. I, 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 oh, uh, you, they took a track off in terms of songs you like. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's it. Well, but yeah, we're living that high life. This is, a, again, like a slower song a, a playing to Pimp C's strengths um, production-wise here. Of, you know, Pimp C is uh, back on the beat, Tim and, Emma, and Ojo again. And, I just heard uh, that eBay. Oh, you know it. Boys, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait, it's going to sell. It's going to sell. It's going to sell. Hold on, y'all. I got I got I got to pull up that it's going to sell. Y'all y'all need to hear that. Mules, if you didn't know, Mules is uh he's heavy on that eBay, bro. He's he's always selling stuff. Tell him tell him what you got for sale. You, you oh man, we got some elites. We got some fucking Blu-rays. We got some fucking cards. We got some figures. <laughs> Come on down to the mall shop because uh man that shit was banging man. It's gonna sell. It's yeah, gonna sell. That's what every every customer says when they see his lineup of items available. Yeah. Uh but yeah, you know, high life, bro. It's uh I'll say this. This is another song to ride around to. For this sure. And th- this is this is Pimp C at his best when he slows shit down and you know, he's in his element, right? One of the best lines on the whole album. I've been fucking pussy since the tender age of nine. <sighs> That's one These, of the best lines. That's a little alarming to me. I listen but. the way he delivers that shit. It's just such. It's it, that line is great, bro. Pimp C, Pimp C, bro, Pimp C, is just when he gets in his bag. There might not be anything better. Well, you know, funnily enough, I think on the the polar opposite of the spectrum, the uh, the line that stuck out to me was that uh, tired of hearing grandmama telling me, when you going to go to church, Chad? You know, I could just hear now like, hey, Chad, you know you need to stop all that coming down, riding dirty, and take your butt to church. Okay, you run around with that bun B boy. It smells like a dirty diaper. You need to get some better friends. Well, what what happened to that nice boy Smoke D? He was so nice, you know. He he would he would never get incarcerated. You need to hang around him, okay? And you need to go to church, you know. But 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 I guess he never did. So so uh, but that's all right. You know, we got some honesty here. Uh, we're living the high life, you know. We're they're they're talking about what they've been through. And, you know, what, what they did to improve their lives. Uh, if you didn't know, folks, that, that means a lot of drug selling. It's a lot of drug selling that's talked about in here. Um, you know, but he says, I still put in work in front in front for my folks. You know, it's it's, it's not just about him. He's not self-absorbed. He's doing this for his people. He's been fucking you know, pussy since the tender age of nine. Oh. Oh goodness gracious! 
<sighs> um, That's player shit right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I you would just say don't. That. You just don't have any player in you. If that's player, I don't want it. All right. This is abuse, man. This is abuse. These are alarming things that need to be rectified in our culture. Um, uh, something that that uh, made me sad and a little uh, itchy in terms of the heebie-jeebies. Uh, Bun B said, motherfuckers sleeping on them corners that you pee on. I was like, ugh. I wouldn't, you know, especially in this COVID-19 era. Yeah, listen, keep it up. Keep giving songs like Curtis 187 and pinky ring sixes and you'll be sleeping on those corners too <laughs> what uh anyway um better than sleeping with the fishes hey who, who, who brought this guy in, in 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 this i need a new co the cia the cia yeah oh, oh i see i see i see what you're doing do you cia um, yeah, uh, I'm far from living the high life myself, but this the song uh, isn't really about living the high life, though. It's not because content wise, it's about, I think, the struggle to get there. It's about know? it's about wanting to live the high life and what you right. got to do to get it's, out. It's aspirational. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, not really it's not a song about living the, the high life. It's no it's not like luxury by a one Melvin Birch. Available on. Yeah, they all know about that song. Available on. Uh, it's on, not even uh, available on Patreon anymore. Available on. Uh, Stuff Soul got Seek. wiped. Soul Seek and. Uh, yeah, on Soul Seek. I on, uh, uh, that folder. I'm not archive.org. It ain't. Don't go looking for it, folks, because you can't have it. Uh, yeah. Seven but, plus. Uh, yeah, seven minus for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait, can't wait, can't wait, I can't wait, no, I can't wait. <laughs> it sounds like uh, you're real excited for this next one. Oh, um, it's good stuff, man. And I've been waiting, wait. baby. <laughs> we got this dag on track 11, good stuff. Fresh off uh, doing what he did. On three in the morning, our boy Sergio's back with looking for some good stuff. I gave this thing a seven minus. I oh like my it. god, you're one of the lamest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> What's your rating? All right, I, gi- I give this one a nine. This is a nine ting right here. It's a. It's just as good as Pinky Ring to me. It's another funky ass song. This one. Once again, Pimp C and Bun Beast just well, getting... Well, can I just... <laughs> I gotta mention this. The man, Smoke D, he comes back, and this is hilarious to me. Uh, <laughs> the two men from earlier are still kissing. He feels yes. compelled to let us know this. Yeah, there's a skit at the top of the song. He's like, yeah, man. They still kissing. <laughs> It's great. It's great. It's great. I'm glad he let us know that. Um, I just, I had to share, you know, with the people. But uh, listen, good stuff. It is good stuff. Give it a seven minus. Dude, um, you know the scene in Malcolm nine. X? Yeah, you know the scene in Malcolm X when 
uh, Denzel Washington and Spike Lee have on those like big hats with the feathers and they're walking down the street in like those big uh, zoot suits. No, because I, it's been a very long time since I've seen that film, but I'll take your word for it. This is that good stuff, man. This is like that big, big, big pimping hats, big pimping coats, walking down the street like a big boss looking for that good stuff. This is a feel good record. This is, listen, Pimp C and Bun B are just like, they're sliding on this thing. It sounds great. Whew. Well, speaking of Malcolm X, he does say, I ain't talking about the Mike, the Malcolm, but I'm riding on the X. There you go. So He knew. You know. He knew when he heard this shit. It was like, oh, this beat? It's like that. It's like when uh, Spike Lee and Denzel make that walk down the street and Malcolm X in, those, in the suits and the hats. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I- I'll say this, man. Uh, and I mean the hook, bro. Come on, looking for that good stuff. Bop, 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 bop. You gotta love that. You gotta love that. That's what we call that uh, catchiness. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we did. Um, I think. Uh, I think. I think that uh, when he when he's talking about this um, this eating pasta, steak, and lobster. Mm-hmm. I wonder. It made me think. When when did those become like the the, the default items of like luxury? I feel like th- there are better food items that you can eat than like steak and lobster, which is 80s. not a diss to steak and lobster. I- I'll go ahead and say the eighties or the late seventies. Oh, okay. Well, listen. Shout out to steak and lobster. I yeah, I'll take I'll take a steak and a lobster. Why not? You know. Still expensive to this day. To yeah, this day. there you go. To this go day. down to that red lobster and find out for yourself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, lots of coming down in here. By the way, you oh, know, we're coming down up. though. But he's we're coming, coming down. down are we not? Are we not coming down though? Yeah, he's coming down shining. Pimp C says he's coming down richer than rich. You know, and I'm just like, listen, this coming down seems like good stuff. No pun intended. <laughs> one day I would like to come down. You know? Yeah, we'd, but, we'd uh, like you to come down too one of these days. Uh, one day. As as of right now, I'm still up here. Uh, and, and, you know, again, women, if, you, if, you, if you're hearing this and you like to help me come down, then, uh, you know, call us at uh, 555-RAB-RANKINS. That's 555-RAB-RANKINS. If Mules picks up, just ask for the sane person on the show, and he'll know who to give the phone to. Um, Myself. (laughs) uh, Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, You love this thing. I I like it. it. I love it. I love it. I love good stuff. Good stuff is, I would say it's more than good. It's great. It's great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, with a nine, I would, I would say, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you this, though. We've reached the title track. We are yeah. officially riding dirty. Oh, my God. It's, it's, I, I never thought this day would come. We've been riding uh, clean and coming down this whole time, but uh, it, it appears that we've officially been riding dirty now, and uh, this one produced by Pimp C. Tell you what. Tell you what. Tell me what. Eight plus. 
Look at that. Uh, another seven minus for me. Oh, man. Um, I got a lot of minuses on this album. A lot of minuses you, you know, for old Mel. It, it could go up one day. You know, it's, it's my first experience with the album. You know, I like to you know, err on the side of caution. You know, one day like you're here. It. Yeah, but maybe one day you're here and then you're gone. Oh, man. That's, what, that's why we got to get Pinky Ring and, and Curtis 187 re-rated. So if you're gone, the board doesn't look all uh, out of whack. You can't trip uh, if you're dead. I will say something. Uh, speaking of, 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 uh, of uh, riding dirty, um, I got to retell my story that I already told in the uh, very first episode of this show and that blasted season zero and that Idlewild episode. Uh, or was it that episode? I don't know what episode it was. But anyway, riding dirty. Hey, hey, Lizzie from ninth grade, if you can hear me. Remember that time in class where the white boys was talking about chameleon air riding dirty and I mumbled under my breath because I was tired of them crackers? I said, they don't even know what riding dirty means. And I heard a voice behind me say, I know what riding dirty means. And I turned around and it was you. And I was like, oh, crap, it's Lizzie, the girl I have a crush on. But I didn't know how to respond to what you were saying. So I just stared at you for like that's five why, seconds. That's why she carries. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just I just had to shout you out because I mean, still to this day, I don't really know. She how to was reply. coming down before before we were. She was clearly coming down. She was too cool for me, you know. Lizzie, she had to let her. She had to set herself apart from them white boys. I don't really know what ethnicity she was. She looked like Egyptian or something. I don't know. But shout out to Lizzie. Better uh, Egyptian than a gypsy, am I right? What kind of racist stuff are you on right now? I heard it in the story. What story was that? The story of rap. <sighs> Lizzie, shout out to you for knowing what riding dirty means. You were uh you were you were a cute girl and you knew more than the other white people. Um anyway, yeah, we're riding dirty. This is a beat that uh feels good. It feels good. The beat feels yeah. good. The subject matter is serious, but it is the feel good beat of the album. It's very, uh, how would you describe it? Like, um, it's, it's like chipper sounding almost. Yeah. You know, it's, it's got that, it's got that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that, that real major key sort of energy going yeah, on. It's, it's, you know what? It wouldn't fell I felt out of place on a little show called this is Melvin. No, no, not that show. That show got canceled. Well, no, it's a cult it, classic. It, it, it got canceled. It ended. Uh, that's what we that's what we tried to say. It got canceled. It ended. They just chose not to rename. Um, but riding dirty, the song, um, the song itself is about like the Port Arthur Police Department and you know pulling them over and stuff. And there's like serious subject matter here, but the beat is like anything but but dark. But somehow, I think it works. You would think that having something that's so musically bright over lyrics that are pretty melancholy. I mean, tell you, you can say that again. Somebody told the law Big Bun was the one riding dirty. Mm-hmm. How dare they? But it you also know, and now kind he of has feels to talk like, about this situation on this like jovial beat. Yeah, but it almost feels like with the beat, it's like there's sort of an outlaw quality to it. It's like I'm riding dirty, like uh, like an outlaw. It's 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 uh it's been it's been it's being glamorized, perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. 
hey, that's cool. But but it is and it's not because if you listen to what's happening in the lyrics, it certainly you know it kind of brings you back to the intro. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, what what's his name? Your boy in jail. My boy. Oh, Smoke D. Yeah, Smoke D. Uh, he was riding dirty. Yeah, he got caught. And I, I gotta say, to quote Pimp C, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not sure if this is how Smoke D got sent to jail, but uh, I can't stand snitches. Want to kill all y'all. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the line in the sand has been drawn on this record. Great uh, beat. Good raps, but even though they contrast with each other in terms of tone, that contrast actually ends up working out in the song's favor. Very good track. Um, yeah. Good good outro track, basically. Like, for the last song we'll hear on this album, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Okay. Well, uh, you give that A+. Plus. I gave it a 7-. minus. Um, do you think it works as a title track? Because usually when I think about title tracks, and this doesn't always have to be the case, but like it's sort of you would think the record that kind of would be the thesis of the album. Yeah, I but think I think it could in be ways the this kind of is because you know it has some of the up musically has some of the upbeat qualities of the other songs, but it has some of the more serious content of other songs. And it contrasts, but works in that way. I think it kind of it does represent the album pretty well. I, I would say the um, only thing about it that you could say works against it as a title track is I don't think it sounds like the rest of the album uh-huh. musically. Like the beat to me distinctly stands out in the okay. way that like Pinky Ring and Good Stuff stand out, where. They're the three least "quote unquote" southern beats on the project. Okay. So, I think that's been the only uh, the only thing that makes it feel a little bit not like a title track is that it doesn't, or it's not not like a title track, but that it doesn't um, represent what most of the album ends up sounding like. But I think in terms of the subject matter. And how things kind of get squared away, it does play into the album, and you could basically start the album up again from the top and see how. Okay. You know, when you listen to the album in full and then go back and play it again, the intro works better than it did when you just go into it cold and then you hear one day. Now, do I think. This could have been switched, like I said earlier. Yes, I think one day could have been in this spot. Okay. Um, and riding dirty, leading off the album, basically. Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you this: uh, having finally written dirty, you reach the end of the album with track thirteen outro. Um, yeah. Like the intro, I give it a six plus. I give this one a seven minus. Oh, why is that? So it is very long. It's produced by Pimp C. It's performed by Pimp C. Um, it's, it's nine minutes and 26 seconds. Pimp C's just shouting people out, talking, you know, hanging out. I kind of feel like this is, uh, you know, like when a band is 
just finished performing and they're kind of like deconstructing the stage sort of. Mm-hmm. They're, you're just kind of hanging out and bullshitting after well, the show's I over. I want to say this because there's something that I, that I isolated here that stuck out to me. Um, he says, I want to holler at that boy Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Because he kept it real with me. Know what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal is an NBA player. What was their interaction? When did Shaquille O'Neal? Now, he does rap. Well, Sha- yeah, I was going to say Shaq, Shaq raps. Shaq so do I think be rapping. it's very possible that they work together. In fact, I think wow. they may have. Shaq? One of the more underrated rap careers. I mean, Dude, man Shaq has worked. UGK, if, if, if you look at, if you yeah, exactly. If you look at like is the the producers he's worked with, the rappers who have been featured on his songs, Shaq has like he has like the track record. Honestly, is Shaq the best rapping cop, or is that Rick Ross? <laughs> uh Listen, it might be it might be that the the young the young man uh, six six nine. <laughs> it might be the Gooba boy himself, for all we know. But uh, that's not what we're here to discuss. Okay, right. none of hey, none hey, of hey. The, none of those hoe activities on this UGK review, please. So um, okay. this outro, like li- like Pimp C, like is fine on here, but really it's just the music, like what's going on in the background. There's like some organ going on and some like, there's just music happening that I like. So I kind of just don't mind after riding dirty, chilling out with Pimp C for nine minutes while he just like shouts people out and while someone plays an organ on stage, basically. That's kind of like the vibe I get from it is like, it's not real. it's the outro but really, Ride and Dirty is the outro. This is just like the end credits almost. Okay. And, uh, you know, on a lot of projects, I would feel like something like this is overindulgent. But I just like the music overall of this project. I'm in no hurry to leave this project. I'm not, like, burnt out at this point. I'm fine hanging around for another 10 minutes. You know, and there's some outros that are long, and there are different reasons why I like them. There's uh, Last Call. Oh, Kanye yeah. West comes to mind. It's very long and there's not a lot of <clears throat> rapping in it, but you know, I like that song for multiple reasons. I kind of look at it as a song. I don't look at uh, this as a song. I just think it's musically interesting. And, um, in terms of the album, it's like, uh, it just kind of eases you out of the album nicely. It's just a good yeah. outro to me. Seven minus. Well, uh, God dang. I think this, this album is going to, gonna place pretty high well Um, you know when we were putting together the lineup for season one i believe that this was the album that i thought would be the highest performing one from that season so you know this out of the 12 albums we chose for this season this is definitely my personal favorite well uh let's rank this thing if, if you don't mind yeah let's do it all right well check this out Mules, you liked eleven out of thirteen, correct? That's right. Uh, for an eighty, the only things that don't work for me are "fuck my car" and the intro. Well, listen, uh, f your car. All right, and uh, I hope I hope you never get to start anything because that's what intros are for. 
now my takeaway. Well, no, I started this show. Or did you start the show? I don't remember. It's been like almost three hours. Whatever. Uh, I like nine out of the 13 tracks here for a 69%. (laughs) Nice. 69% takeaway. It's just no Dark Lane Um, demo tapes, I guess, guys. Oh, it's 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 listen, that's a it's a that's a it's a standard that that many won't be able to reach, you know, but <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, I uh, you got a, a hundred out of 130 possible points for a 76 percent average rating. I okay. got 87 out of 130 possible points for a 66 percent average rating. So your weighted rating is wait, I don't think your numbers are right. My number how, right how is how are, how is it that much lower than my rating? I mean, hey, you got to take it up with like the granddaddy of math, man. Like I don't know. I thought we disavowed David Duke earlier on this show. What? Not the listen. I what is, I got eighty seven. I have one hundred thirty. Is eighty seven? How, how did I give out thirteen more points than you? Is my question. Did I rate everything that much higher? Yeah, you were giving out eights and nines and tens, bro. The numbers right. are right. All right, you get a ten, two nine, no three nines. Yeah, no, look, you. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have one eight. So like, you know. Okay. It is what it is. Uh, let's see. Your weighted rating is a daggone eighty percent. Look at that! Look at that. A classic. A classic. It, yeah. What, it just... what, 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 what record club would that be in for you? For eighty percent, mean, of course, it has to be the rap rankings weighted rating to actually get into the record club. But your personal record club, the Mool's record that would club, be uh, golden or platinum. Let me see what it is. Uh, I'll be remembering because things rarely get in these clubs. It's true. You know, we got Hard we got club. bouncers at the door. Um, yeah, that's golden record club. Yeah, golden just made uh, it in. Golden right record there, club. golden record club. UGK riding dirty. Uh, my weighted rating. Let me see, sixty six. Plus 69 divided by 2, 67.5%. So riding dirties is 6.7 out of 10 for me. Uh, not too bad. Not too shabby, as they would say. Uh, which gives us a rap rankings weighted rating of 73.75%. 7.3 out of 10. Wow. Good album. This so where does that put album. it? Where does that put well, it on see. the list? Uh, let me let me do uh, daggone calculations here. Let's see. Uh, see, I got I got like two different spreadsheets here. I got to keep track of this. Uh, pull up the daggone board here. Man, this this might put them in the top five. Let's see where this puts them. Uh, Oh, well, would you look at that? (laughs) Number three. Wow. UGK, Riding Dirty, the third best hip-hop album of all time, as of right now. So what's the top five looking like? Uh, Number one, MF Doom, Mm Food, still champion with 85.25%. Number two, Eric B. and Rakim paid in full with a 79.5%. The new entry, number three, UGK, coming down with a riding dirty album with a uh, daggone uh, a riding dirty album. <laughs> yeah, with a seventy three point seventy five percent. 
Uh, number four, Kanye West graduation, 70.75%. And number five, 50 Cent, Curtis, or Curtis, with a 70.25%. Uh, yeah. Uh, bottom five, still. Wait, hold on. Isn't Master Ace number four? Uh, Master Ace is oh, number four. Oh, he is. He is number four. So he's now I'm number tripping. five. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Sorry. 50 Cent is not in the top five, folks. It's he's Master now Ace. fallen out of the top five because Mel won't re-listen to Curtis 187. No. He, he wants to keep that, that, that man baby Kanye West in the top five. Well, uh, here's the thing. Um... We got a dag on the bottom five here. and still the same as last time. Uh, Coming in number 11, Playboy Cardi, Die Lit, 46.25%. Big Bear, Doing Things, 42.25%. Big Sean, Hall of Fame, 40.75%. Twista, Adrenaline Rush with a 38.75%. And still... The worst album of all time, Pusha T, Daytona, with a 36.25%. They said, Mel, you know what? This standum of Drake has gone too far. You can't just give Pusha T bad rate. I said, listen, this I don't do that. I have integrity, and, and on this show, I only, I'm only honest, okay? I, I didn't enjoy I like Pusha T. Didn't enjoy Daytona. Hey, you listen yeah. to... The clips we got it for cheap, volume two. That's a great mix. That's a classic. You were that's loving that classic. You were I'm loving, loving that. that. I'm loving it. That's the man who wrote that. I'm loving it, right? Yeah, I'm loving it. Well, not well, that. I'm no, he this. wrote his own. I love. He didn't write. I'm loving it. He wrote a little rap from a commercial in 2002. <laughs> in an I love. I'm to loving sell it. Commercial. Quarter pounders with cheese. You know. <laughs> uh. But yeah, yeah, that's I mean, uh, that's the deal. It's in the top five. It's actually in the listen, top three. Pusha T, don't be upset. When we get into these uh, clips albums, and you're you're, you're going to be fine. You'll oh, be fine. you're gold. As a solo artist, you're fucked. <laughs> just uh, telling yeah. you how it is. You've never that made is, a classic solo album. That's just how and it which is. is. Which is crazy because you've made multiple classic duo albums. Yeah. I guess yeah. you're just a regular Bun B. Oh, come on. I love Bun B. Anyway. I gave this album an 80%. It's a classic to me. Golden Record well, Club. Did it make it into a anyway. record club or you screwed it over? You screwed over Pinky Ring to get it to not be in a record club, right? <laughs> I mean, would it have made a record club? If it, yeah, know. it would have made Silver Record Club. Uh, right? Well, you know, these, I got, these clubs are hard. They're exclusive clubs, bro. We got dress codes. We only yeah. listen. We've only got uh, two albums in clubs right now. Eric B and Rakim paid in full is a silver record club. MF Doom mm, food is platinum. Some yeah, yeah, I think think so. Platinum, platinum record club. Talking plat plat only. Listen, speaking of clubs, let me tell y'all a story real quick at the end of this here episode. Uh, way back in the year, 2006, 2007, I was coming down at uh, high school, and I was in the chess club, you know? And uh, let me tell oh, the you. the All-City Chess Club? No, not that one. Not that chess club, no. This was a literal chess club where uh, we would convene and play the, the great game known as chess. Now, they said, Mel, well, what are you getting at here? And I said, uh, well, I just wanted to share with you all, uh, specifically a girl by the name of Amber, 
uh, what you saw in that club, you tell no one. You tell no one but God, okay? Because uh, Mel sucked. I was boo-boo. I would get my queen took every day. I, I, I know how to play it. I just, you know, and the problem problem with chess is that if you lose, it's a battle. It's it's a battle of intellect. It's a battle of wits. You know, it takes a lot of brain power. And when you lose in chess, it could be a huge blow to your ego because it's like, is this person smarter than me? Have I been out thunk? You know, it's it's not like other games. It's not like video games, you know, where it's just like, all right, maybe his motor skills are better. Maybe he knows again. Chess is 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 it's it's really like if you lose, it's like, well, I guess I'm just dumb. <laughs> you know uh anyway i only told that story because i i i needed i needed amber to know what you saw in there okay i'm not dumb i'm not stupid all right i just you know i was i was trying to come down but i ain't know how yet you know so so you just gotta get you gotta bear with me all right i'm gonna be coming down one day on the chess board and i'm, I'm gonna take them pieces and you go look at me as the king of chess club you know i'm gonna be in the diamond record club of chess you know, a regular old what's that boy's name? The the, the boy he's good right now. It was it was it Bobby Fisher? Oh no, he's dead. I think no. It was it was is this a you know? If you know chess like I do, you know this man. He's, he's a very famous man. He's very good. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be better than him one day. So my uh, God, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> why did I tell that story? Because I'm losing it, folks. Folks. <laughs> If you haven't heard all those seven minuses and six pluses from this review on this classic album, you already knew he's losing it. <laughs> Listen, folks, uh, I'm gonna be real. I drank I guess, one of them energy. I guess they can't all be thing. faithful featuring Pimp C. Faithful, 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 faithful. I don't remember the melody. Whatever. You're Good canceled. song, though. Can't wait to do that 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 booze review. <laughs> Boobs, yeah. You yeah, sound boobs. like you're on some fucking booze. <laughs> Listen, that song's in 11. All right? Y'all ain't ready. When you get to that views, that is that, our first 100%. You, had a hun- you, you gave the MF Doom album 100%, and also you gave Dark Lane demo tapes 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. You know I can be trusted. I, I'm one of the best reviewers in the game, but... uh Listen, folks, I'm going to be real. I drank this energy drink, and now I got to pee. I've been holding it in for two hours and 22 minutes, according to this Zencaster. You know? That's what, that's, I didn't even count the 40 well, minutes that we're going to have to add. Even, even longer when they, uh, if they're listening when along. Boy Al Shipley comes through. The big you know, homie. The the big homie. He sunned me, bro. He sunned me. And I, and I love it. And I respect it, brother. He, Earl because, Sweatshirt would say. Because he, because he knows who the sane one is. Oh, God. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, anyway, listen, this is Rap Rankings. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, yep. Bun B, if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, UGK fans, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you know where to find us. RapRankings.com. We got merch. We got the board. You know, we got all sorts of stuff on there. You know, we're, we're still we're still doing that giveaway, I think, right? Even oh, though he's gotten some bad press lately. If you want little... that Lil Wayne Funko Pop, you know where to do. Go to that Rap Rankings. Yeah, go and look for the tweet, the giveaway. Just listen, you just my gotta funk, follow and retweet. My funk go pop, you know. I don't know, but uh, yeah, listen, folks, we, we, we're here. Every oh week. wow, my funk go pop like Bruno Mars. <laughs> That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. Fucking you know nothing about that.
Oh, listen, we might have to go back to rap, bro. That was crazy. That was a crazy one. Listen. The next review we should do, we should make a whole album okay. this week. And then we should review it. That'll be the next review. The Wolves no, of Mel come No, out that's going to be like season 19, like the long con that we've been waiting for. <laughs> we will only review our shit. This whole show was to get ourselves over. Oh, you as know rappers. it. Listen, you know we're, you know we're going to burn this bitch down on the way out. <laughs> the best part is the album's going to suck. We're going to get like a 39% weighted. <laughs> it's not even going to be visible on the on the board. It's going to be too many oh, entries. Man. Well, you know. I have to click to that's, expand. That's, that's not going to happen for a while, folks. So, hey. No, there is no long con. We're not It's the Real. So, uh, guys, wow. we'll see you next week. Wow. We're going to California. We're going to California next week, guys. Where in California? What year? You'll find out next week on oh, Riggedy wow. Rap. <laughs> rankings what in the porky pig alright we're out of here folks nah it was supposed to be cut in a a record scratch yeah I know what it was supposed to be but goodbye see you in California next week on rap rankings